Today's guest is someone who, frankly, I want to learn more about, but we're going to have the opportunity to do so because we are going to work together on an insane, sick, wonderful event that I'm sure you know from the description will be the big one. We are recording this in June. We have a lot of plans that we're about to get started in, and I thought, what better way than to invite Nathan on to get someone who's deeply involved and honestly i'm just super thrilled to be here and to be having this conversation nathan thank you for being here man yeah no worries no worries i'm i'm very excited for the big one as well i mean it's just we we have a lot a lot of plans going on too i mean literally working before literally working on stuff before we started uh started shooting this so <laughs> yeah the work is already being put in oh yeah well let me let me take a step back because um as I was doing the intro, I'm like, wait, I don't want to start on what, first off, what you've done in the past, which we'll get into, but your role for this event. So can you take me through really quick your exact defined role, first for the big one, and then we'll go into past stuff. As of the shooting of, of this, it would be social media. It would be uh, being one of the TOs, like one of the bracket TOs. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of other things that have not been fully announced yet so there's also that as well okay but the bottom line is that i mean i'm very in the works of this event i do have a lot of a lot of information that we just we haven't announced yet <laughs> yeah and i i want to get into your pedigree and i think what we talked about before we talked briefly before recording just kind of direction stuff generalized what topics are going to come up and honestly i'm ready to dive in because i'm Myself and Will, um, we haven't announced this yet as of the recording, but when this episode comes out, I'm sure we will have announced this. We are involved in some capacity. We're still confirming exact details, so, but we are involved in uh, a content capacity with the big one. And mm -hmm. part of what I think this conversation is going to, one, help flesh out my understanding and, and what my capacity is going to be and what my responsibilities are going to be. Um, but also the fact that there are so many different directions we could go in, um, which is always the case, I think, in TOing is all these ideas are fluttering around what's actually doable, right? So yeah. um, I guess my first question as we, we go into it is, uh, based on your past experience, what do you think the big one as an event can deliver on that other events might not be able to? I would say really a very, you know, lots of variety, I would say is the one thing the big one does pro provide. I mean, you have a wolf bracket, you have <laughs> volleyball, you have doubles, you have singles. We have, uh, we have a bracket for Asia. We have a bracket for Europe and a bracket for North America with a lot of money involved in all of them too. Mm. And so if you've seen probably on the rollback rumbles, Twitter, a $5,000, you know, pop, uh, pop bonus for NA singles and then a thousand for most, for all the other events. So, I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot of backing behind it too. So you have that from like a very much a competitor's point of view. 
but then also i mean pretty much just like all the content pieces that we've been working on and theorizing really you know we we have a lot really just kind of planned out and we're just throwing ideas around and a really kind of i mean really kind of just like a, a big i mean it, it quite ironically because it's named the big one <laughs> you know it definitely is you know it's a big thing you know it's kind of like as brent uh brent and homie waffles once said it's definitely kind of a send-off before everything kind of transitions back to crt sure yeah i mean obviously we could talk about <laughs> the scene at large i'm sure uh, because everything's oh, yeah. been evolving in real time it's not um super poignant to to talk about the scene a month ahead of or maybe three weeks or even a day before things are released because things are changing so quickly it's like every day there's a new craziness going on or or a new thing to be optimistic about or the frick like wolf coming out was just that was a new cycle for two days so that's me hedging against what i want to say which is yeah it's a crazy optimistic yet bittersweet event where obviously it's uh it's great that we're going back to crt i can't wait until i uh can get to my next local which is opening back up this week and i can only go oh, and oh, oh. i can only go next week or, or the week after so i'm like so excited for that but you know the first major is coming up and and it's almost going to be like the renaissance of the smash scene and and being able to see my homies and all that stuff but really we built something pretty special when i say we i mean a community but specifically brandon his team i know you've worked with them before um and anyone else running online events there's so much to be proud of with the progress and with the reputation that was built and the consistency and the dignity i think is the big one is is there was a lot of um you, you could tell there's a lot of love put into these events and so to have probably the first and most prominent event which is the rollback rumble slash rona rumble <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i like that name i i like the name switch i think it was done in a good way and it made sense i i thought rona rumble was was a fun way to start but i'm rambling now ramble rumble but it's a, <laughs> the bottom line is it's it's an honor to be uh asked to be part of this event in any capacity, whatever it turns out to be. And so I guess, I guess I, I don't really have a point. I, I just wanted to put that out there in like, this is what's on my head as we are closing in on, I would say the, the, the start of pre-production is properly starting like this week, next week. It's like, okay, this is, this is something we need to start working on. Um, let's get some ideas on the books and let's just start putting, uh, uh, putting pen to paper metaphorically. Um, I wonder where your head's at with that that part of the process and, and kind of what you think about, um, you know, what, what do you think about the tone of the event, too? Um, I think we're already setting a really good tone uh, just to, just of what what we're doing right now and what we've been doing, especially on the on just the social media so, uh, side of things, too. Mm -hmm. We're really like already setting the tone of that. Um, a lot of the ideas we're throwing around for content is really starting to ramp up as well too we came up with a new idea last night which i will not talk about but it sure. will be it is a very very neat idea um you know we we've been like even planning like 
just uh, just a bunch a bunch of other stuff too and like it, it really is kind of like i mean kind of just to repeat not to sound redundant but just like it really is kind of like the send off like you said of what everything we've built mm. this is kind of like the culmination of all that because when everything stopped you know when everything got shut down there was delay and then um when they used to be called when they used to be called Ronald Rumble um started um that started out too that was kind of like the thing i had my own tournament series that I started called get in the box which also has been successful as well mm-hmm. and like you know just it, it kind of grew a little bit from there i mean like you know because then rollback rollback rumble or uh, rollback came out and and thus you know rollback rumble became a thing the sure. rebranding happened <laughs> um the first season of scl came uh came around too mm-hmm. and they needed somebody to actually see the tournament and then that was kind of like that was you yeah that was hey. that was me that i knew i see yeah. i knew we'd i knew we'd find there's it's too much to list but we'll we'll find the cool shit don't worry that's say i didn't know yeah. you did that good for you yeah it was kind of like it was the first time really that i've done any sort of gig with rollback uh rollback rumble mm-hmm. and it's mainly because it's just like i, I mean getting had a good connection to like a good just personal business connection so like you know, and it kind of just spawned from there. And I just, you know, I do all the seating for uh, the SEL qualifiers. And then that led to five days of Melee, gallant, the first Gallant Melee Open. And then when they started the weeklies, uh, the the uh, the NA West and NA East weeklies, I just kind of worked my way up the ranks, kind of as weird as it is. I kind of worked my way up. You know, I went from just being a seater to being... You know, the bracket uh the per- the bracket person twitch chat person you know channel point predictions and all that you know so i kind of you know i kind of just progressed really as they would say i kind of went from volunteer to staff a rollback rumble and i think as i recall maybe the first person to do that yeah i think i think everyone kind of sets a very distinct path in terms of uh progression i think the there is a uniqueness to your story and there's also something that's incredibly ununique in a very cool way where it is oh there's always humble beginnings i I like the classic s fat story of him going oh two for however many years you know yeah and i think that attitude is just i think it's an important one to uh kind of live through i think obviously some people reach the the path to success is different lengths and blah and success is even defined differently i'm sure in a couple of years you wouldn't say that right now is a success per se but you <laughs> six months ago would look at you now and be like wow that's great you know what i mean it's it's a perspective oh, yeah. thing so i think the one thing i really like about kind of getting to know you a bit more and, and hearing you talk about this is um it just feels like you have a a, a really good understanding of the like the logical progression of work and of of putting up results i think from my understanding you wouldn't be getting these gigs if you did a shit job in the last one and and that's <laughs> um that's kind of the way it goes for the most part sometimes um you get sometimes people get better gigs but i think your your progression shows is just like well you did you did good at this let's get let's give them seating why not let's you know let's give them yeah. uh, uh social media why not and and that's pretty dope. And so now you have like a Batman belt of experience that you can kind of look back on. And, and that's invaluable. I, I want to ask a quick question after complimenting you and calling you Batman. Batman's belt. 
don't get it twisted. Um, what would you say right now, if you could do anything uh, uh, exclusively and whenever you wanted to do that role, it was available to you? What what role would you pick first and foremost? That's a tough question, really. That's a good question, too. Um, because, I mean, you're right. I do have a lot of... I, I, I can do a lot. I mean, ideally, I've always wanted to just be a player, really. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that really counts as a TO role, but, I mean, I, I always wanted to be just more of a competitor at heart. I mean, I've told... I've told pretty much most of the folks I'm really close to that. I just that's what I am. But if we're if we're talking TO side of things or just like anything other than a player, it would probably be commentary. That would be Dope. that would be one as well. And then, I mean, on the TO side, I mean, that's I can go anywhere with that. I mean, I would say, shoot. Um, I, I would say actually just it's hard to really give that answer actually hard to give an answer to because I'm still learning as we speak really and I'm still like I mean this is the first time I've actually done social media too and I've been enjoying it so it's like I'm still learning and picking up new things so I mean I would say right now it would just be I mean at this moment it's actually social media I really like that side of it Word. but the thing is my answer may change if we were to talk maybe like a few months from now that answer may actually change so it's like i'm still learning as we speak that's dope yeah that's that's kind of a uh, a killer mindset that um i always expect everyone i talk to to have listened to zero of our podcasts which is fine it's not a not a, about popularity it's about us it's a very selfish a selfish thing <laughs> we do it's it's like uh we're each other's therapists <laughs> and, and so it's fine but basically it's, it's something we talk about a lot is that kind of it, it sounds like a growth mindset of um you know the the exciting thing isn't necessarily the work of you know doing social media or the work of seeding or the work of bracket toing it's the work of improvement and learning and i yeah. that's what i'm hearing from you and that's also probably what told what made your first two answers be these endlessly improvable uh, uh top skill ceiling things which is the game of melee and commentary, which I would argue is very similar in terms of magnitude of difficulty. Um, oh, yeah. As someone who is a player and a commentator, it's like sometimes I can kind of scratch that itch with either one. And the itch isn't necessarily like the game. It's like the inner game, the inner game of improvement, not the inner game of tennis. I'm not a basic. I'm not a basic smash player. Uh, although I have read half of it, which is, <laughs> I have to <laughs> <laughs> the first half. And so, <laughs> but I think that's, that's sick because I feel the same way. Will again, I think our last episode we recorded yesterday, we were talking about this exact thing, which is, you know, who knows what, um, who knows what we're going to like, who knows what we're going to be like in the future. It's just the, the consistent is the improvement. And now my dog <laughs> Hold on. I got, I got okay, and we're back. So, um, let me let me take a step back because I was so uh, rudely interrupted by my adorable puppy. <laughs> we are we're talking about the big one. We're talking about just 
more about who you are and your background. I want to I want to hear what your first tournament was. This is, I'm going to give you three kind of three questions, right? Your first tournament you entered as a player, first time commentating, and the first time you um, reached out to someone for a gig or for to, to volunteer or to to work on a tournament series. Okay. Um, first tournament was SSBM Trial 2 back in 2014, September 2014. That was my first tournament I entered as a player. Um, my first commentary, uh, first time ever commentating, I would say it was a Smash 4 tournament, actually. It mm-hmm. was, I want to say, Who's Your Pappy 6 <laughs> or 7 in 2016 or 2017, around that time. And then first, like, tournament gig, uh, can it just be even at a local level? Any, yeah, any sort of okay. volunteer um, or paid work? Uh, volunteer, I, it would be actually my bi-weekly, the bi-weekly tournament series called Phoenix Underground. I would always uh, volunteer and bring a setup, like, every time back in, like, 2015 or whatever. But I didn't actually start doing, like, TO related or seating stuff until late 2018. And that's kind of where the TO stuff began. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a you you did one two three no <laughs> no ranting on your side. I gotta I gotta tighten my side up because I feel like I'm I'm just going on and on. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So so 2014. That's around where I started too. Um, mm-hmm. my first tournament was technically in uh 2012, but I was playing in high school on LCDs. Uh, and well i hosted it and so it was just people from my high school um i will never i I have no regrets because we had no idea what we were doing it wasn't like we were forced it's like we didn't know any better Um, i know that feel we had that too (laughs) i totally get it (laughs) um but yeah 2014 was my first actual tournament um and i you know the documentary obviously huge huge influence because that's mm-hmm. not only was it like inspirational to watch, it was the revival. It was a new wave that I and I, su- I assume you as well rode on 2014 to the platinum era, whatever. Yeah. Um, and 2018 starting tos that is not um, th- that's a good time I think to to look into that because I, that time frame I should say not necessarily the time. It's like you put a good amount of years into um how old are you by the way if you don't mind me asking i'm 23 okay so in 20 so you were in high school when you're for for your first tournament yep 16 and and so through college and i guess toing that would that would place you in junior or sophomore year when you started looking into toing um that is pretty i hate this i hate to compare you to people it's it's it makes a lot of sense it's par for the course right It, it it was my experience to in that time frame to be involved and then to get more involved as kind of I grew as a person. I guess what I'm trying to say is I relate to that a lot. And I think someone looking at what you're doing now and the experience you have in the work you're doing and the teams that you're being put on, um, there might be something intimidating about you starting seven years ago. I, I'm just trying to say, to someone listening, just start when you start and get more involved when you can. 
it's it's less to like a 16 year old doesn't really have the capacity to run a great tournament it's just there are too many life skills involved you know you need to be able to work with (laughs) adults mostly and (laughs) and organize and so um i i really like that because it also just shows that in each step you've kind of like you did the thing you didn't just do everything at once it's not like you came out of nowhere it's it's a very admirable trajectory so kudos thank you i really appreciate it yeah i was gonna say if you were to ask 16 year old me that i'd be in the position where i would be working with great big names like i have mm. they would have been like what the heck yeah. or really like oh my god that's so daunting so it's like I mean, it's just something really i've come just it comes over time really it's not i think the biggest lesson is just it doesn't it doesn't come overnight you know it's just it's just something you learn as you go that's one thing the biggest thing i found out and you know you you make mistakes along the way too because i know i know i sure have i know i sure have made my fair share of mistakes along the way so it's like you have to keep that process as well is that you will you will indeed mess up at times yeah man absolutely i think I think from my perspective, I could talk for hours about messing up. And, you know, if you want to hear me talk more, just listen to non-1v1s. But we're here with Nathan, so I'll, I'll <laughs> cut back on my on my tangents here. Although I, I just, you know, talking to you, it's, it's just getting me hype. And I, I think what I'm really hype about, again, through my own perspective, I said I would stop, but I will, is this event coming up. It's incredibly sick to be part of it. I think I have a few ideas I'd love to run by you to just start. We could both start munching on. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're down to just kind of do a little brainstorming session on mic, I think it could be a pretty pretty dope little segment. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, whatever questions you have, we can go on and do it. Cool. Okay. So the first question. First off, we could edit out any of this. So that's the good thing about not doing it live is literally – at the end of a segment, you could be like, I don't really want that last one. I'll be like, all right. And it's easily edited. Okay. Alrighty. So that being said, question five. Get it? Because that implies yeah. I just took. Okay. So <laughs> question one. What is the implied or what is the working role that Will and I have right now? It would be... Uh, your podcast, the podcast episode that you have for the big one too. The uh, also like the sports presentation idea with like the analysis or like commentary block and set breakdowns, as well as the meet the TO segment. That is definitely one thing that has been talked about. So That's so content so content contributors. Yep, content contributors. Awesome. Okay, that's good to know. I think there were certain ideas floated and and the kind of first conversation we had was not fully landed of of what was needed from us right and so i love the idea of kind of having a few things we would work on and knocking them out and providing them (laughs) and and you know doing our part there that's great to know so content contributors uh with a, a fairly i would a flexible range but obviously you know we're not gonna there's like a minimum we want to hit of what what we can do pretty easily and, and what we're excited to do right now. And then obviously an outer max where it's like, all right, we're not, how much can we really do? How much is wanted from us? Right. That yeah. being, that being said, question two, how much physical time would a range look like? 
So physical content, like beginning to end, play out all the stuff we contribute and have on deck. Um, mix in whatever live segments we would want to do or you would want from us. What does that range look like? Um, yeah, what, what would that range look like? Oh, that's honestly more of a Jade question sure. than a me question. I mean, I would say Jade would probably be the better person to, to answer that type of question rather than myself. They're, they're more handling the scheduling side of things regarding the big ones. So that that would be more of a Jade answer. I probably wouldn't to be totally fine to that. I, I appreciate that. Um, some some people would, would try to guess or, or give me yeah. information that might be faulty and that would just make more problems. Yeah. So yeah, totally, totally get it. Yeah. All good. Yep. Okay. Now, let's revisit those ideas. So, so meet the tos. We're all on board. I think that's an amazing idea. Uh, I, I love the meet the tos idea. Yeah, and and we could once we have the footage down, we we could chop that up in a in a bunch of different ways. That's that's easy peasy. Yeah. Um, the clip czar strategy is a structural thing I've been uh, toying with for a while, and I think would would be able to be pulled off so let me let me get into that right that's so the meets theos good in the books we'll we'll have our own conversation about that and then we'll start putting interviews on the books that's easy peasy it's literally yeah. like turning the tos into talent is the easiest thing because yeah. you guys would be the yeah. most reliable talent in the world <laughs> yeah we get you literally can just like interview us one, one after one and be like okay yeah exactly we're shooting jade we're shooting jade today we're shooting shiggles today we're shooting nathan today exactly. shooting today so it's like that that'll be pretty easy to do it's like just tell us the time frame when we're free and we can just do it i'm so excited to to <laughs> if there's one thing like, tos have gotten down it's the importance of like being prompt and having like you were <laughs> such a joy to schedule time with not because it was easy it took us a while to get the time but because you were so understanding and we were so understanding of like this doesn't work cool Let's we'll yeah. find the time later. All right. Anyway, I'm ranting again, but let's talk about this clip czar idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a bit of context, the idea that Will and I kind of uh, uh, hammered out was based off of um, it was kind of reverse engineered from a goal to have a sort of like review type show where. I'm sure other esports have this. Sports, every oh, traditional yeah. sport has this, where you kind of have a, a clips that are collected as the time goes on, and then either later later in the pro uh, later in the broadcast or like in sports, it's immediate playback. That's not possible. But later yeah. on, the clips are are played, and you know maybe people react to them. Maybe it's just a quick analysis. Maybe it's just filler. But the challenge is creating the infrastructure of generating those clips throughout a broadcast because, you know, a review show where we just go for brackets with no clips, <sighs> uh, I, I would take five minutes of that as a, as a spectator. If, if they came in with like five minute bracket review, that's actually not a bad idea but that's all it could carry you know what i mean yeah they'll look at it like okay that's what i have to look forward to and then they just they probably shut off the stream do something else yeah probably play melee themselves won't really care until <laughs> exactly. the actual bracket begins <laughs> exactly and so i think um you know I, i'm not sure how much you were able to take a look at, at the i think we made a one pager hopefully it was only a one pager but um 
of what uh, that plan could look like and it would involve volunteers um i thought of having an incentive program that is kind of a dirty word but it's it's in between of like i would love to pay everyone we don't have the resources to just pay a ton of people you know and frankly it's not very difficult to clip to, to watch if you're already watching to just clip a bunch of stuff so i'd love to hear your thoughts on the viability of it um the execution of the plan the plan itself just what have you thought about that much in as someone that actually so if you check the rollback rumble twitter account you see all the clips that are on there mm -hmm. i'm actually the person that clips all those okay so this is something i do have actually experience with being kind of a stream monster and just clipping anything that seemed i'm like oh this is pretty hype you know this would be something that probably would be pretty good for social media so like on the clipping side of things this is actually actually right up my alley i've done this before <laughs> too. we've actually jade and i have actually discussed we've already discussed this in some capacity a little bit too to where i could do this again we're still kind of flushing my side i mean that's why i'm saying like my role isn't like completely set yet sure because we're still flushing mine out because i have like seems like this skill set that can go anywhere so it's like you're a swiss army knife but you can't use every tool at the same time that's the thing yeah and it's like you know is my capacity gonna be able to handle it because like i'm capable of doing it but will my capacity be able to sure, because sure, sure. they don't they don't want to stretch me thin so neither do i i would say yeah <laughs> uh, i would say um if 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 it aligns definitely i can i would love to do it i think the idea and execution of the idea can be very solid too because i think it'd be a good presentation because say we have like this whole entire commentary block segment that's just hype set after hype set after hype set and at the end of the block when you're having filler as like a transition between we're going to the next commentators they'll maybe you know you get a click click of the bracket for maybe like I don't know a minute or you review the bracket for maybe like a minute you and will talk for or something like that for it and then afterwards you could run through some of the clips of just you know some of the hype stuff it's like okay mango's playing really hot right now he just body he just bodied you know someone that's pretty darn good he he bodied him and here's kind of it's like you know this is how he's been looking today you know this is really this is something to look out for yeah it's like you can have like all that compiled really and it gives the audience uh, the audience a good rundown. It's like, oh, so he, this person's looking hot today, and we better better look out for this guy because you know this could be trouble. You know, it, you can build it, a lot of hype around it just by footage alone. It's very flexible. I think the resource generation is probably the biggest uh, 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 north star here. It's like, what can we use to to generate more assets for the broadcast? And yeah, um, you know, speaking from you a, a, a human asset of the prog of the uh the process um i think the role that i had envisioned for you was kind of a, a temp like you would be perfect for this and funny enough of course you were is not necessarily <laughs> the 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 you would be like the foreman you know what i mean or and, and so if you can find someone or if we you know i i could definitely take half of the role and and have the other half even be will or, or however else we want to do it I don't think it would be that difficult to find someone who would sort through all the raw submitted clips and just, you know, take some down or, or, or filter them down or pretty much to say yes, no, and, and make sure the second 
kind of funnel layer is taken care of. Um, so don't feel like it has to be you. I, I do think that there would be a, a, a few other people that are capable. Um, a, a good amount of people would be capable. Everyone would need to be trained on it. And, and it, it wouldn't take too long of a training session to get someone experienced in the scene to be like, yeah. as long as they've experienced, they could figure out how to do the process. You know what I mean? But a, a someone completely new to melee is certainly more um, capable and more qualified to get the original clips. If you could clip on Twitch, then you could be in our little you know volunteer army of of, yeah. of clip hunters. And I think that's the the hierarchy um, that we're building here. And of course, once we set up, we'd have to do a test run with the streamer. We'd have to make sure that everything is compiled in in a video format, or if they need it on the Twitch format. And those things, I have the the technical capacity to um, to project manage, which is something I'm happy about. Is is I'm giving my full, you know, my next couple of weeks, I'm giving my number one like, I guess, creative outlet or my number one personal project priority, triple P is going to be the big one and i think it's cool that we're both like taking on these things that are that we're learning from and, and are going to contribute to a bigger project but again another rant I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing for rants it's who i am get used to it <laughs> um so i, I mean yeah we, we're both in agreement it's a dope idea do you think it could work do you think we could pull it off i think we can really and i'm glad that you mentioned that too because i mean literally about the process is for the weeklies is i clip something I send it to Jade. Uh, one of us comes up with a caption. You, sometimes, that, like, in the in the recent Rollback Rumble clips, it's been me coming up with the tweet caption. So any tweet you've seen with that, that is uh, by YouTube, that is, uh, that is a tweet actually made by me, but Jade would just copy and paste it onto there and download sure. the clip. So this is actually something that's, like, it's actually, like, it. it's something I, I have quite a bit of experience on because there have been many, like, there have been many cool clips i've clipped but they've never been tweeted out because i'm like this could be tweet worthy if this person wins this set you know maybe we can tweet it or whatever you know it's very you know it, it's very like we're, we've gotten very meticulous about it and we've gotten more efficient at it the more we've done it too because at first i was just clip everything i see and then we just tweet it out whereas now we're getting a lot more meticulous and calculated with it it's like oh this is the end of a set it's a close set we should probably clip just the final stock here, you know, like, because, you know, that'll kind of build the climax. It's like, oh, I got it. That's the end of this set. What happens next? Mm -hmm. So, like, we're, we're getting more meticulous and aware of it. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm, like, very confident it can, work, it, it can work, too. But, like, this is just something, like, I'm, like, brainstorming as we see. Cause, you yeah. Know, it's just, it's something that we could probably go on for hours about. Well, I, yeah, we don't, we don't uh have the time for it i have about 15 minutes before i might have to yeah. leave but um and we could always finish up another time because I, I have a feeling we have more to talk about um and and i guess i guess final thoughts from me on this project is um i'm aware that it's like a step-by-step -step process so of course we need to be aligned um i keep mentioning the streamer uh, i'm not i don't even know who the streamer is jade the streamer uh what do you mean just like the person stream runner i should say we haven't decided yet. It's okay. not fully decided. It's not fully decided yet as of now. Okay. So whatever that may be, but get in contact with with uh, someone who knows more about streaming than myself to make sure that the process is conducive to a stream. Um, yeah. Start asking um, 
uh, you know, to find volunteers, a volunteer coordinator. I have a feeling that you've you've done some volunteer coordinating, um, <laughs> and and so that's a part of the process too. Is just making sure we have, you know, maybe half a dozen to a dozen folks that that want to um, that are going to be watching anyway that can just commit to some streams for some some small benefits and and small compensation perhaps, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and then doing a test run and, yeah. you know, doing, all right, let's follow this one stream. Everyone head to that one local. Let's invade Europe 2 PM on a Saturday and let's treat this like the big one. And let's just go and through the motions. Just, yeah. Let's just go and clip everything we see. Yeah. And then compile it. Yeah. And, and then give, you know, it'd be almost like a, a skew number. So uh, just a, a unique number for each one. That would be like, I worked in a warehouse, so this is how I, um, this is how I organize things. I'm also doing this with another project and whatever. Um, so it would have a SKU number. It would have a uh, short description and, of course, the link to the Twitch. And then one or two things of, like, you know, a grade, perhaps, of either, like, ABC grade or um, 1 to 10. I guess, like, how good of a clip it is, just as empirical as possible. And then uh, length. You know, so like mango combo, uh, uh, mango versus thing, but combo would be like a short description and then like 25 seconds. Um, and it's like a B, B tier, something like yeah. that. I, 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 this is actually me brainstorming as well. Let me get my dog. Bless you. <laughs> uh. Um, so. Yeah, is, is is anything coming to your mind, or do you want to move on to, to another thing, and we'll figure this out later? I think it'd be better to figure out later. Probably cool. in the actual meet, like in an actual staff meeting, we'll probably talk about it more. I think. Cool. It'd probably be better for that. All good. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm happy for the space to just completely dominate the conversation with my selfish ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I I I do want to throw back to you about a couple of things. Um. One is the the scene going forward right we mentioned the big one being a kind of a pivoting point or a, a kind of a send-off to what this era was and i guess first question is what has it been like for you through quarantine either through the lens of the melee community or or just separate from that like what's your journey been like this past year and a half a very very emotional question i'd say yeah because i've honestly been i mean i could go deep into personal bit, but i basically have been it put it in terms of how i'm back in a lot of ways just in my journey um i mean there was a point where i pretty much thought i wasn't gonna be in this community anymore mm. i just didn't really feel like that I felt like just I couldn't really try anything or I didn't really see much of a purpose in me sticking around. Um, I'd say just also like I didn't expect to develop some of the really just relationships and friendships with people that I did. Throughout, I think that's just the other thing that I also take from it too because just 
I would have never guessed, like even just even like on this podcast, I would never guess I'd be on a podcast <laughs> casting that. But like, it's just there's a lot of things that I would never expect expect really be in the position I'm in. Just so it's a it's a very it's a very uh, very difficult but emotional question. Like it's a, it's a good question, but it's difficult to answer because I can really dive a lot into it but i guess just uh, perseverance and the people that are around your relationships being tested but also the ones that stick around are the ones that probably care and believe about you the most and the ones that probably have seen you at your worst or seen you when you felt like everything had given up are the ones that probably will stick by you through anything I think that's the main thing that I take throughout both quarantine in regards to Melee and also quarantine on a personal level. I think that's probably the best way I can describe it. Wow. I want to just absorb that as someone listening to you, but I have to be on the podcast too. It, it, I, I'm... <sighs> I I feel so much of that, you know. I think that's a pretty you know, it it's a it's an ironic thing because it's a it was a uh a universal loneliness <laughs> that uh we're all just smacked with. And from my perspective, I was so entwined in melee before quarantine hit and i was deriving so much yeah and 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 i was um you know going to the new york city local and i was ramping up on this podcast and i was just thinking what my future looked like and then yeah it just obliterated my entire life style everyone's lifestyle but that's um that's rough sorry for kind of throwing that to you unexpectedly i'm happy you answered it with grace and honesty um that was a wonderful answer that (laughs) you shook me right back (laughs) (laughs) and um you know as as i I hate to say as we're closing up you know i want to look at the flip side of that coin where again the big one feels like a send-off it feels like a a pivot but the 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 bitterness is beforehand and the sweetness is what we can look forward to again and i just want to hear what you're looking forward to and what you're most optimistic for going forward if I were to really just if I were to really pin one thing, I'd say just just seeing people again. I think that's everybody's and not just at tournaments, it just in general seeing people. I think that's the main thing. And as someone as a competitor, it's the one thing because I played I played CRT melee as of the recording of this. I played CRT melee with a friend of mine, I think a week or two ago. And I noticed, you know, even though the game plan, I'd say it was very similar to rollback, you know, there's actually, you know, rollbacks actually made me realize how amazing rollback is. But the general interaction and the vibe of just physically 
being around somebody and just pushing buttons on a controller or a box controller. I think it's just one big difference is just being around them because people respond to things differently. So on a Smasher level, I'd say that's a very important thing. And then also just the relationships with people because a, a lot of my closest friends are just people that I've wanted to know more or I really have gotten to know throughout quarantine. I've not seen them in almost a year and a half. So I'd say that's just the big thing. It's just, you know, just to see people. And um, it'll probably be a very emotional time when we do. You know, I mean, a lot of, you know, it's it's kind of just like you've been away from something that really provide a lot of joy for you for so long. And you're very restless over it because you can see the end. And the big one in a way is, you know, I've definitely gotten this too. It's just, you know, we don't really know because our heart is just really our, our, you know, our blood, sweat and tears or whatever, whatever you call it. They're just so set on, you know, making sure the big one's a big thing. But like afterwards too, it's just, you know, we don't really, we don't really know because it is going to probably, you know, speculation is it's probably a big pivot because, you know, summit's going to be in person and whatnot. But I mean, it's, it's just going to be big for a lot of us really, you know, just we we don't we don't know and i think you know i guess it's like as a see what happens sort of deal but you know it's i I felt i felt the emotions a bit i felt the emotions quite a bit throughout um and just just hoping to see them you know just a lot of people because there's been a lot of very special bonds and a lot of special connections that have been formed you know i've seen some memories that are quite unforgettable i think you know that shouldn't you know even though it's online it's something that shouldn't be forgotten because we we talked about on the alston melee bender you know when i had you on as a, as a content manager for you so uh <laughs> in a way you know that connection also formed online as well so i mean you know there's a lot to it you know you'd be surprised uh some of the things you form yeah, and that, I mean, it's so simple and it's so obvious that the connections and, and seeing people again is is the difference between before and after COVID. And obviously there's so much more that is felt than needs to be said. It's just we're all dying for what, we're, what we forget, but what we're going to instantly remember once it happens. And, and for you, I actually haven't played CRT Melee. I'm playing on Monday my my good friend chess money lgbt chess he is uh my my <laughs> day one training partner me and him are like he's a peach player and he's getting married and his bachelor party is about 70 percent smashers um i think there might be a a dozen smash players there and it's a three-day event oh dude i'm that's... Take, yeah three days off so so Monday through Wednesday, P, uh, PTO through my job. Oh, baby, it's been planned for months, and it's coming up next week in that's, uh... in six days. So yeah, that is like that's the juice. Like Smash Fests are what made me fall in love with this game, and I mean I could talk about that for hours. But the second thing you said about the connections we made over this period, connections we strengthened you know and and 
things, relationships we were able to fall back on or whatever it may be, discover, fall back on, cut out of our lives, but particularly, you know, the work and, and the ability and the, and what rollback is, rollback's not going away when IRL tournaments come around. And so I guess to add on to what you're saying, I'm very optimistic about what involvement I can continue to have, you know, the fact that I can be, I me and Will have been doing weeklies for the, um, for the EU, they, they have like a, a, a European tournament that we do commentary for, we do their top eight. And it's just the opportunities for commentators, for, for people get, trying to get into TOs and, and volunteer and to gain the experience that you have and, and just find things has exploded. And it's not just you need to start with, um, you know, um, find the volunteer coordinator for a major and then be like a, a pool, um, pool captain. And then from being pool captain, maybe you're like a shift manager. You know, it's not like that ladder it's literally like a jagged this person needs this specific role filled let me do that one little thing for you you know yeah the, the path is so different now and i think it's so different now at least in this time being because teams are very small mm-hmm. nowadays teams are very small nowadays just for financial purposes so i'd say in this moment it's very hard to get a shoe in but the folks that do have that did were able to get their shoe in really had to do they had to do it a ridiculous amount of jobs. I'd say they probably had to do like so many different jobs. Yeah. So, I mean, like the actual like given staff for the big one is literally just five people right now. Yeah. So it's like you know it's a very small sort of team, and we just we don't know. We you know we'd like to wish we'd have more like people, but it's like you know we're not sure about like you know, on the financial side of things too, and that's just you know that's just you know business at the end of the day unfortunately because you know that stuff is still a business as well and i think that's just kind of that's been like the difficult thing but like i guarantee you probably when stuff comes back and things i think you hope we are more financially more stable in that regard you know there will be more openings for these types of folks but you're right it's definitely it's opened the door for a lot of different people Mm -hmm. because i mean I would have never guessed I would have been commentating basically a super major or I would be a part of a big event like this. If you were to ask me this before COVID hit, I would have said you're out of your mind. So, I mean, just, I mean, it's just kind of the way it goes. You kind of, you, you ride the wave and you just, you know, you enjoy the ride and you just embrace the relationships that go with it too. And just, uh, yeah, just it's it's a journey, really. You're not going to always get to what you think is your goal because there are going to be very unexpected things along the way and some things you may like and some things you don't. Beautifully said. Um, we're we're going to be able to sneak some more time in if you're okay. If you're okay to just kind of talk until I'm, I'm like... I'm down to talk okay. as... <laughs> you need to <laughs> i talk I, look i want to talk it. i want to talk for as long as possible um it's just a little bit outside of my uh control here because between That's me fine. and you i'm technically on the clock still uh oh, but <laughs> um but yeah dude I, I think that's definitely something we we could dive into the financials of everything i think um you know there's always a uh 
it's like a sine wave in in melee in the melee community it's it's not a matter of if we're going to talk about finances again it's it's when it's going to become the 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 hot topic of the day it always comes up uh sooner or later and so my take on it is is kind of two-pronged the first prong is there is value in leveraging your passion for melee to gain valuable and marketable experience it is okay to work for free if you're doing something you love and you are not sacrificing um you know your well-being so obviously if if you're able to work full-time and do things on the side then take advantage of that time that's one prong on the second prong is um there are some people not getting paid that deserve to get paid uh you know what i mean it's like there's some insane work that um folks have to do because no one else will do it and you know sometimes it's a it's a blurred line between what's the passion driving you to do and what's kind of not effortless but enjoyable and dignified work and then what's like the shit that needs to be done that's maybe not for your personal benefit it's for the benefit of of whomever else you know is is getting seen the stream that's getting the viewers etc etc there there is a a malignant side to it as well and so i think the online uh, rollback is uh, only a positive in my experience where the events have a lot more legitimacy and online events have better viewership ergo better marketability and, and monetization avenues um and there are more opportunities to do free work and get experience based on how much you just love the game and yeah make sure obviously make sure it's within your capacity and you're not you know again sacrificing your well-being but if i think that's my perspective i will fully admit that i'm more outside of this than you are and i would love to hear what i'm missing in that analysis maybe there's a third prong in there that from someone in your shoes that has been way more involved in toing and in the back end of tournaments what am I missing in this in this component? I would say just connections, really connections with people as well and who you know. Mm-hmm. That is probably the most important thing because if you have connection with maybe your local TO that's running online tournaments, yeah, they got some credibility, but it's like if they don't have like the other outreach, you know, you may not be able to get the large gigs like you do. So, like, I'd say from experience and having a connection with a, someone like like Brandon, a homemade waffles, something like that can go a very long way. And this is just general business 101. Yeah. Is it's who you know. Um, I also TO S2J, Johnny's um, subscriber term. It's called Johnny Stock Wednesdays. That's a big connection, really. You know, Mr. Number Three working with uh, Mr. Sandwich. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like, that's like, that's good. We'll cut that out too. Um, apologies, but continue on wherever you, you want. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. But like uh, Mr. Number three working with. Mr. Sandwich, you know, it's like those types of connections can really go a long way. If you have good communication with them as well, you continue to want to be involved. Like I remember when I was volunteering, just starting out, just talking with, uh, with Brandon, uh, homie waffles about it. 
you know, he would be like, oh, I appreciate you doing this, even though this seems like it's annoying or tedious or whatever. And with me, you know, I just never really, I never really thought of it as tedious. It's just, you know, it's just another opportunity for me to do more stuff. And I noticed as I continued to do more stuff, I got rewarded for it to get to where I'm at now where I'm a social media person uh, for the big one. So it's just something that, like, you know, if you continue to show what you're capable of and excelling at it, then, yeah, those connections and those doors will open up. Like, um, you know, th this, I can actually, like, say this, too, because I'm a, part, I'm a part of Pound as well. I'm a part of working on Pound Online as well, as of the recording of this. Nice. So, I mean, it's just, like, some of the things that you kind of get, and it was all because I had a good connection with Deer, who's uh, the head TL for Pound this time, because um, I, I had a connection with Deer because I did uh, Gallant Melee Open. And a couple of folks that um, could vouch, get vouch for me as well because I had done work for them in the past. So, I mean, like on a business side of things too, really, it's like, it's who you know. And if someone knows you, it's like, okay, this person's qualified well enough. You can they excel at this. And if you do excel at this, it's more power to you because then you'll get, you know, you'll land big after big gig after big gig. And that's kind of, you know, on the online age, it's really, you know, it's opened the doors to those types of people that didn't really have the necessary resources or capabilities to fly out or whatever. It, you get to really show, like, at least on the online side of things, who's really, like, going to put in the time if the opportunity is present right there. Because it seems like you can work with another great story tournament series and TO team per week, it seems like, hmm. as from a tournament organizer's perspective. The best way I can describe this era is the era of the TO. That's the best way I can describe yeah. uh, the online age. I think TOs have gotten a lot more uh, recognition and a lot more growth during this time than they probably have ever did. I love that. Yeah, and, and the connections are big, not just because of opportunities opening up, but skill set merging and, and learning from people that you never would have met if online tournaments weren't viable. I mean... Think about the TO talent in, in one particular scene. Oftentimes, you know, once the slots are filled up and once the necessity for that area's local is kind of met, you know, there's there's no real necessity for new TOs to kind of learn the ropes and, and there's no actual roles to do once once a tournament is kind of established and humming along. And unless, you know, a competing tournament pops up and, and you know, or, or the regional comes up and they need extra help, there's no real opportunities to step in and, and do the apprenticeship you know of of hey what do I, how do i even do this job and have someone teach you and then you know and so now it's like anyone from anywhere in the entire world if you can make your sleep schedule work with whatever region you're working with and if you could be present and if you could you know show up can start tomorrow if you just <laughs> kind of Put a little bit of work in and start making connections on your own. Twitter, uh, I love um, Bottom of Smash Mountain because he's proof oh. that someone, and I say this with love, Jesse came in as a nobody, had never even gone to a tournament before, and has built through power of will, some talent, and, and passion, built what he has and is continuously doing that. And that is not just in podcasting it's it's in the to as well and so yeah dude I, I love that analysis and i think um i think that's gonna be something that it's 
it is a, a bit clear. I think the recognition is there, but the full impact is not going to be felt until we're doing IRL and online tournaments. And it's just like best of both worlds. Online tournaments can start getting more creative again. They don't have to be the source of legitimacy. They could be the fun side events. They could be the silliness. They could be the streamer tournaments or the stages of the new characters or blah, blah, blah. And fill that role, you know. Um, it's really going to be the TOs that are going to make that happen. And the more people getting involved in little ways, it's like its own microcosm. It's like a grassroots within the grassroots of, <laughs> of what can kind of grow out of this. And, and I just love that you're kind of talking about all these, uh, all these opportunities and all these, uh, pathways to, um, whatever measure of success you want, because you've, you've been living it you're you're and you're currently in that path too it's it's exactly the type of shit that me and will are are excited about talking talking to people this is like spot on optimal episode and i think that's a good place to end i would love closing thoughts if you have anything else lingering as we wrap up i would say really i mean it's going to be very interesting when everything starts to shift back to offline stuff i mean you basically have a whole entire new era i think tof coined it in your episode uh tof coined it in, in your episode on uh on here the slippy tadpoles is um <laughs> you know i think the, the, sli the slippy tadpoles will definitely you know we're introducing that whole era into the scene and they'll have to learn proper tournament etiquette and stuff like that while you have a lot of the folks like myself that have been around for a while we're no longer the dock heads we're we're doc vets or we're doc teens as they would say or whatever <laughs> so i mean we're no longer like we're, we're kind of like the established vets per se as you know most of the people that were kind of like veterans when we started they're kind of like i wouldn't say the old heads but they're definitely like they're more so the community leaders now so it's like it's kind of like it's a bit of a changing of the guard really sure and it's like it's kind of like how you saw it with you know as they would say on the player side of thing with the five gods, it's the same thing kind of on a TO realm as, as well. You have a bunch of people like myself, like a Jade, like a Deer, um, like many other people that have really kind of stepped up and are kind of like at the front now. They're kind of at the forefront of a lot of this too. It, you know, I don't think we expected it online as the platform to do it, but that's kind of where we're at really if i'm being honest it's where we're at and it's just something we're gonna have to learn as we go it's you know it's a different age it's a different era as they would say or whatever sure corny saying you want to call it but you know it, it's a different time and we're probably gonna learn as we go and you know we may be you know you can maybe even look at you know someone like a me a deer or a jade as you know someone that's Maybe one of the head community leaders in it within a few years, you know, it's just, there's a lot to really think about because just a lot of these people are now, they're starting to blossom really. And they've had a lot of big opportunities and they're gaining the experience and the credibility and respectability for their work. So it's just something that, you know, and we're just going to learn and we're just going to have to see what happens. But that's, uh, those are my closing thoughts about it really. It's just, uh, we're in a pretty good place, but a very unique place. And uh, I think um, 2020, the end of 2021 and beyond is really going to 
there's a lot to really you know there's a lot that's gonna probably change and a lot that's gonna happen really so we don't really know so it's better to just uh sit uh get on a surfboard and enjoy the ride or if you're a spectator grab the popcorn and just see where it goes that's amazing man look i'm so happy you're able to oh. <laughs> i'm gonna pretend that never happened <laughs> uh I, I couldn't have ended it better myself. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to be recording very soon for the Meet the TOs, but this was a a, a home run. I mm -hmm. could not be happier with how this turned out. We finally were able to sit down and, and get this going. Thanks again, man. Well, where can people find you? How do you want to plug yourself real quick? You follow. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Sandwich on Twitter. Uh, there'll probably be uh, my name will probably be on an overlay or something right yeah. here <laughs> uh, for the actual episode. Sure. Um, I some stream sometimes. I may try to get better with it. Twitch.tv slash Nathan Sandwich, just like how it's spelled on the overlay there. Um, I guess I don't know if I'm a TO for hire. I just kind of do things. I I say stuff on the mic because I commentate. I also organize your tournaments on the back end, and uh, I also may beat you at melee sometimes. I don't know. I also compete as well, so it's just uh, I, be I beat people at melee. I don't know. We'll just uh, I just do a lot, <laughs> and we'll. Uh, I guess that's how you can find me. <laughs> well, great man. Look, thank your tos. Tip tip your tip your pool captain. Uh, I'll catch you later, buddy. Thanks again. Yeah, no worries. We are here with Nathan Sandwich, a lead TO of the big one, among many other things. How are you doing, man? Pretty well. Gotta say pretty well. Big one stuff has been coming along. Uh, just lots and lots of work, but hey, it's been it's shaping up to be a great event. Agreed. I am super ready to dive into some of these questions. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got the time for it. Let's uh <laughs> let's vibe out, man. Let's talk let's talk shop. You ready? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Cool. So, off the rip, what was the first tournament that you volunteered for? Um, it probably would go all the way back to 2015. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be considered volunteering, but I would always bring a setup every time I'd go to my locals. So it would be uh, my local tournament series called Phoenix Underground in uh, in Concord, California. I would um, I would always bring a CRT and GameCube there. I would, uh, I was actually, I would consider myself one of the co-founders of, founders of it because we had a uh, a weekly series, a Smash 4 weekly series back when Smash 4 was out called Phoenix Uprising. And me and my friend Malcolm, uh, who go, who used to go by the tag Rapid, he, um, he and I brought a Melee setup one time and um, they were like, oh, maybe we should make this into a Melee event. And then uh, the idea kind of came along and... Uh, uh, one behold, Phoenix Underground was born, and I would um, just start out as a volunteer, bringing my setup there, and then occasionally here and there with the seating. I didn't dive too much too big in the seating, but um, it's kind of where it started too. And I would always be a person that would, you know, like uh, be in communication with Trevor, like what would be appealing for melee people, because I was kind of the guy to do it all the way back when I was like seventeen or sixteen. Yeah, and honestly. I did similar stuff, kind of the extent of my TOing, but that stuff's pretty fun. Bringing a setup and being responsible is pretty dope. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess, like, you just got to support the scene. I mean, that was just one thing I kind of thought. It's like, you know what? You get your venue feed waived, too. Yeah. I think that was another incentive is that you get your venue feed waived. So it's like, yes, five less dollars, five less dollars less to pay. So I think that was also an incentive as well. Uh, most definitely yes i do i do i do have the crt bites that's actually i actually have my crt right next to me as we speak too i absolutely love that thing that's actually the first crt i've ever owned so yeah and i actually did i actually have played a few times i've had a few people over uh blar um uh, just some players blarg uh power kevin and uh ducky a couple local people from my region uh, that um, that have come over to my house. So yeah, I've actually had a bit of CRT melee. I, I hope to, that as time continues to change, uh, more CRT melees in the works. Excuse the dog in the background. You might hear a little barking, but I am muting for the recording. <laughs> um, cool. She kind of lost my train of thought. Let's move to the next question, but um, dope. We're, we're crushing it. Um, okay. How do you coordinate and collaborate when it comes to wait what the fuck? okay let me let me do that how do you coordinate and collaborate when it comes to social media for the big one that's a good question um i would say mostly we'd have like a g sheet uh i would be given a g sheet from jade and what would happen is um we'd have like this sort of roadmap and then usually jade would just ask me like can you come up with like a plug for this and uh, we'd have like we'd have like two channels where we would kind of just theory craft and you know we would come up with a plug like when we did the crew captains, um, when we did the crew captains for the big one, you know, we already had like confirmed on like who the captains were who we already decided that so we would just like uh, we would go and someone would go and search and find a good picture of that person. Uh, Shiggles would do the gra- uh Shiggles would do the graphics part of it too the design part of it while jade and i would come up with captions and then occasionally <laughs> i mean occasionally shiggles would come in with some some gold too when it came to a caption and then we would uh have emojis and all that and we'd try to find a way to be like yeah come and support our event yeah i, I hear that uh or i hear from that uh content is definitely on your mind you're, you're, a, a tweet should be should be some sort of content even if it's a graphic something simple it can't just be a tweet. Is that is that on par with what you're thinking? Yeah, that's kind of on par. It's like there has to be a purpose behind it. And like you have to really like you have to catch the catch people. And typically hold on, hold what on, would happen Sorry, you got you got mad cut off. Um we might we're experiencing a storm. I really hope this doesn't fuck us, but you froze for about five to six seconds for me so just give me okay. a, give me a moment did i freeze for you i was waving i was trying no, to wave you, my hand no no you were fine weird okay um do you mind trying to restart that from the uh, beginning yeah yeah uh just uh, ask the question again oh boy um how do you coordinate and collaborate i think no the, the follow-up question i had was um okay um so what i hear from you is you need to have some sort of 
content in the tweet. It can't just be a tweet. It should have something in yeah. it, right? Yep. Yeah, there's always there's got to be a purpose behind it when it comes to the tweet. Um, what's going to catch people's eye? What's going to catch people's attention? And what's going to spread spread the word too? Because it kind of the difficult thing. It's hard to for people. They usually struggle to find where do you find tournaments or whatever sometimes. And a good way to do that is through like Twitter. Um, another side uh, that we've done it, I would do the Discord plugging. So I would uh, be in many Discord servers and I would advertise um, the big one there. I also would I also would do that for Facebook groups as well. Uh, basically, just like multiple methods of just like getting yourself out there. Uh, for the Twitter one specifically, though, it's usually a collective effort. Typically, a toss-up with like all four of us: me, uh, Brandon, Jade, and Shiggles. It's primarily Jade and I, but Brandon and uh, Brandon and Shiggles will chime in here and there when it comes to the social media side and the Twitter side. Right, rock on. Uh, let's go to the next questions. There's some fire coming up. I don't want to miss it while the storm comes in. Um, what is the overall social media strategy for the big one? It's uh, a good question. I would say the social media strategy behind the big one would be mostly just to get as many entrants as we can, just get as many people as we can to just support Rollback and Rumble, support the series, and support just what what we've built but also just get you know get back to the community uh get back to the community as well because i mean you know we've been we've been we've been at it for you know well over a year now which is crazy as it sounds um one of well bike rumble is one of the first ones even though i joined later i understand you know it's one of the first ones it definitely has a lot of legacy behind it as this, at this point and also because there's um this leads up to summit with smash summit 11 on the line as well too with uh, with qualifying spots available so it's like i mean that's just another re reason to it like it sets the stage and kind of like a transition point to where we go back to crt and that's kind of like our uh, like our goal with this is just really like market that you know we got smash summit on the line this is the big one we have so much stuff jam-packed within this event uh and then just seeing how far our outreach can get i think uh i think golden guardians is a good example of that Oh man, yeah, that picture of of the uh, the the front of the stadium having the logo and everything and the info was like, oh, that that I think everyone got hyped for that. That was just melee made it, you know what I mean? And to be the the team responsible for it is it, it certainly is a legacy. It's an honor, and I'm, yeah, it's really dope. <laughs> it's, it was uh, it, I still am processing it as it is. I'm just like, wow, we're on Chase Center now. It's pretty pretty crazy yeah for sure <laughs> it's like a, i'll take a bit to sink in after yeah for sure um sorry i got a little screwed up with the mute there we're chilling let me mark the time next question ready yep. uh okay what was the hardest thing to learn on the job uh would you say in terms of the big one or just in general i'm actually curious so in general, not not the big one specific. What is the toughest thing you learned on the job for any tournament series? As weird as it is reaching out to people, I would say has always been my hardest thing learning. I usually am actually really shy and reserved just as a person. I've always struggled to reach out for others and usually sometimes delegate and ask for help. 
I usually sometimes am like a type of person that would primarily do things on their own for better or for worse. But I would say that was that those have been like some of the hardest things I've had to learn. Not so much the work itself, but more so just like how I approach it sometimes. You know, sometimes I will think like I can do it all, but I had to remember to catch myself and be like, you know, it's okay to delegate. It's okay to trust these people, you know. Just remembering to be, uh, just remembering that there's just other people around. And I think that's just something that you just learn as you get better with TOing is just remembering that you have people to have your back. And sometimes it's difficult to, sometimes at least, you know, maybe quarantine has done with it or uh, done it, had an effect on it or whatever. But that's just like one thing I've realized is just, you know, remember that you can delegate to others and that you can then, like, you can, um, what I would say, you can fall back on others. And it's just one thing I say I've had to learn um, in this process. Yeah. I mean, that strikes me as something that, is important for any professional in any field uh, to learn. And one of the things I love hearing is melee players and TOs and people working to prop up the scene and to create things, learning these really marketable skills. And I want to ask you, what is a skill that you think you have that will help you in your overall career, your overall uh, uh, functionality as a professional. That's a that's a good question because there's I, it can be answered in so many ways. But I mean, there's a variety of skills I'd say I've learned. I think I think just one skill doesn't really cut. I think I've learned a variety of skills when it comes to this. Uh, prior to the big one, I don't think I'd done anything to this extent of social media. Like I would dabble a little bit with it. And the world like Rumble Weekly is like Jade and I would like, you know, I would just collect the clubs and Jade would primarily do the tweets and I would maybe come up with a tweet every now and then. But this was like the first time I went really like full, full on when it came to the social media side, which has been pretty cool. I mean, that's just like one skill. I would say also being a con like you mentioned also with content, um, I would say being a content lead because I remember for the Austin Melee vendor, I was a content manager for you and um but like you know now i guess like i've i've leveled up to where i'm like a content lead you know reviewing videos and such and this is the first time i've been that so i mean i'd say just like there's so many different skills and i guess the the crazy thing is there's probably more skills i'll probably learn from this i mean i guarantee if you ask me this a few months from now i think i'd probably list a bunch of different skills i probably had Lauren and maybe I'd acquired over time. So it's just, you know, it, it's something I think where you can probably ask at any point. I could probably would give you a different answer for it. Yeah, dude, I feel that. Just this week, uh, working behind the scenes on stuff, Will and I are getting a torrent of experience and, you know, learning little nuances and big skills, little skills, person to person or technical. It's like, it's a barrage. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of times in my experience, I've had to relearn doing all these interviews. I've had to relearn a lot of skills because this is the thing I'm doing a lot of. And you kind of encounter the gambit of problems and you have to learn from that problem because you have 10 times more of that thing to do. If you do a shit tweet, you have to realize immediately, all right, that's why that tweet was shit and not do it because you have 35 more tweets to do that day. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's like you really learn through some trial and error and also just like from constantly 
going at it. Like, and I'm glad that you mentioned like shit tweets or whatever. Like, we had we'd have like a Discord channel where it would literally just be Jade, Jade, and I usually just going back and forth on like, you know, how does this sound or whatever. I mean, there was a bunch of a, a bunch of plugs uh, in there that probably would not have flown or done well, or just at least like you know we'd throw just kind of darts at the walls, I call it. Um, some of them were really funny and will never be released, <laughs> for better or for worse. But there's been, there was a lot of cool things, you know, with the social media side. And I think like you know we we'd kind of ask ourselves like, would this tweet you know be like does it properly represent this given player or is this going a bit too overboard or if, you know if there's a controversy going on is this too soon to post this we're very i say meticulous i don't know if meticulous is the right word for it but we're very cautious and aware behind that when it comes to running the twitter account because it's super easy in this given day to just post out one wrong thing and then just like you know everything kind of all hell breaks loose so that's like one thing i'd say as a skill we've been learning from that yeah uh i won't i won't touch that topic but i hear you um yeah (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean that kind of feeds into this next question for sure what is something you wish you had known before you started doing to work i would say it's a good question before i started i mean i'd say i wish i'd known um I guess just like who you'd come in contact with, really. Or I wish just like, you know, how how to network. Uh, because I've always struggled ne- just networking too. I've always been really shy about it. And I'd say that's like the main thing. And just really like getting yourself out there or something. I wish I had known. I mean, I'm getting much better with it. But it's probably the biggest thing I just, you know, I, I wish I had. Because I think it would, I think I think it would definitely like you you'd be more aware of like the stuff going on or whatever. And like, you know, your skill set could, you know, get developed and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good question, but I'd say that's like the one thing is just, you know, learning to build a network better because that's something I think I'm still understanding. Oh yeah. I totally get that too. And I think that is important, not just for people looking to, let's say get far in TOing, but I'm working with someone now who is learning to, almost almost benefit personally like understanding there's a very logically that entering the scene and volunteering your time is a really good way to learn things like understanding to to progress into you know outside of your education um yeah sometimes you need to just put experience down and work for free etc etc so i think one thing i would tell myself is that i should to sooner than later i should get behind the scenes sooner than later because that's how you kind of realize in my experience what you know what you like to do is Mm -hmm. try it and or collaborate with people or have someone teach you something and notice things that you hate and you're like ah i'll learn how to do that i'm not going to try to do that anymore um yeah you know what i mean it's so so i'm actually curious what's something that you've tried that you're just not about um it's a good question because I mean, I've done a lot. I've like I've to pools. I've um, I've to pools. I've run stream queue. I've been stream runner. I would say I mean, I would say being a stream runner in pools is one thing I definitely 
would have a little bit of a less interest in doing because it's really like chaotic on the fly, especially at like large tournaments. It can get very chaotic because you have at least online, you'd have like you know timers and stuff like that you have to take into account, um, how to do it and stuff like that. I would say that's the one thing I may get around to at some point later. That's just like the one thing on my mind where it's like you know I, yeah I'll learn it, but it's like it's not a big prior priority like I would probably go towards may, maybe something else i mean i'm still learning as well in the process too i mean i think i've been i think every sort of bigger term i've been a part of i've played some sort of larger role in like each time like for pound i had a lot more control over the discord end um with uh roll back and roll with a big one uh i've had a lot more control and, and just like accessibility via social media content and stuff like that it's like it's been a gradual progression where i get with more and more responsibilities so it's like i'm figuring out what i want or what i'm interested in and such just kind of just here and there so um a few questions on jade let's get into it all righty so what led to you and jade working together for the big one um You'd have to go all the way back to probably September or October, if if you were to say that. So I mean, we had developed. I mean, we had developed like we had a pretty we've had a pretty close personal relationship just throughout quarantine, and um, they were asking for seeders for um one of the SEL qualifiers, uh, like the first season of SEL for Rollback Rumble, and um, I was the one that just volunteered to seed, and afterwards it just I kind of stuck from there. I did the seeding for all of that. Then I did like the seating for five days in melee, um, gallon melee open, melee open and such, and I just kind of slowly got integrated within the Rollback Rumble team. And I'd say most of it was due to Jade, uh, due to Jade, honestly, because Brandon and I would talk every now and then, but then like it didn't really like we didn't really start like talking talking until maybe like I would say February or March um, when I started like actively backing up Jade when Jade was too busy to TO. So, I mean, it was like a gradual progression. So when we actually went to working on the big one, it wasn't really much of we wound up working together. We kind of knew we'd be working together and like collaborating. I think I want to say for probably the past two or three months, we have been working together. I think talking in some capacity every day, whether it's for something little or something significant that we're working on in terms of the big one, or does a rollback rumble weekly? I, yeah, I mean, it's a natural progression, right? I think, um, I just think it's sometimes it's hard to, if you see someone in a, in a position, I mean, it's kind of natural. You don't see the pro, uh, the steps for someone to be put yeah. into a position that you would admire, or you see that they have influence and, and that they're, you know, skillful, etc. So you've mentioned that Jade is a, a mentor. Um, yeah. What was something? What's something that really stands out that you learned from them? Uh, I mean, I would say communication. Communication is one thing. I uh, would probably the one of the biggest things I would say. Also, wait, let me cut you off. Sorry, sorry. I just realized something. I want I, th- these Jade things. I'm also very excited for, and I hate to break the flow like this. Um, can you repeat the question in the answer, like in the highlight? Yeah, while working under Jade, I've learned, I've learned too. Yeah, I would say even just while working under Jade, 
if just the first part because i like all this stuff and i i'm you know that i just want to make that for this yeah yeah no worries no i'm, I'm glad you i'm glad you cut me off on that whenever you're ready all right shoot it I would say probably, or I would say while working under Jay, I would say I've learned to communicate better. I would say also it's okay to ask for help if a job is a bit too much. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, there, There's a couple rollback rumbles where I remember I was a bit like overwhelmed or whatever and really stressed. And Jade would just call me, call me down, call me down basically when I'd get really stressed and they'd say like, hey, I know it's high stress, but you know, you can do it. They'd usually be good at reassuring me. Um, I remember the first time I backed up TOing for Jade. I'd never run a stream queue in my life, and they just gave me the directions right then and there, uh, just like on how to do it too. And it was very straightforward and simple. And you know, I'd ask questions when needed, and they were very easy to like. They were very easy and patient with the response. It's like I mean, like they basically just kind of just it was like a very easy, simple process. I mean, they kind of, they laid the ground, they laid the groundwork. And, um, I kind of just, I kind of just became Jade's sort of right-hand person when it came to most events, like not just rollback rumble. Like the first non rollback rumble event, I think we did together was five days of melee where I was just a cedar. Um, and then we do the gallant melee opens together. Then we did, um, Netflix for Palestine, and then uh, Aklo's um, charity tournament. It's like there be there was like so many events, and I kind of just picked up most of the skills that just Jade had already been doing, like the Discord management, uh, being a Twitch mod or whatever. And I just kind of, I just took kind of bits and pieces and pages from Jade. And you know, whenever I do like sort of TF stuff on my own, I have a very similar sort of structure when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, working with Jade recently, like, they're just kind of good at everything, right? It, it's yeah. it's pretty wild to see the progress and the ability to to lock in on not just what I'm saying, but kind of, you, you mentioned communication. Sometimes it's either, sounds cliche, what you're not saying or how you're yeah. saying it or, um, you know, little things like, uh, I don't know, it, it feels working with Jade from my perspective and my limited capacity that I am kind of heard very often. My, what I yeah. express is getting picked up. And so, I mean, have you worked with any, no, no names, but like work or teachers or, or coaches or how would you compare the leadership style of Jade to, to someone maybe less good at it? Mm, I would say just Jade is more transparent about it they're really transparent on and like just on what is up, on what is up like there have been many times like in private uh where jade would send me send me something and like give you know and even like jade would ask for feedback on things that um that they weren't unsure about and i think that was one thing so it's like it it, it goes both ways but still i would say jade is primarily like the teacher in that aspect because like uh, when we did Gallant Melee Open with us, uh, we had we would use Slippy Bods and broadcast them onto the stream. And Jade asked like, "Hey, how's this? You know, Google, 
uh, how does this Google Drive thing look? Um, because we were going to, like, upload, like, have people upload them or whatever. And, you know, Jay just had my feedback, like, would this be good or whatever? So, like, it would go both ways, and then I would always ask, like, hey, is this, you know, did I set up, like, this Discord thing correctly and such? And I'd say it was just, like, in comparison, just, like, I'll, I'll be, again, tra- uh, just being transparent and also breaking it down into steps. Like, uh, with people, like, with people that have been, that teach me that I may have less experience, I would say if they break it down into steps, it's much easier for my mind to process and also understand maybe what it's like in your own shoes. That's another thing. And that's the one thing I'd say from Jade that is the best thing is they they know how to put themselves in my own shoes. So if I were to be really stressed and unsure about something, I can just tell them and they would listen and you know just kind of help me just figure just figure things out and uh you know just to where i can successfully do it on my own they don't try to over instruct they kind of they let me figure out my own way and if i make a mistake they're very gentle and graceful when pointing it out they're not too critical and be like you have to do this this and this it's very i i don't, I don't know if easy is the right word for it but it's very smooth it doesn't feel like Yo, know, I'm always on pins and needles. It feels like it's like, you know, it's okay. You know, if I mess up here, it's like, it's just, it's very easy to work with in that sort of aspect. Yeah. And um, on the flip side, I've seen and I've heard of these legendary overnight degen Discord calls. Uh, oh my gosh. I need to hear last, last night. Did you guys have one? Um, it was mostly just me and Ragtime Mouse that were really like talking overnight but there have been many nights where we would uh, uh we would be doing a to thing or whatever or like someone someone would get dm'd at like 2 a.m and it's like hey we gotta you want to do this real quick or check this real quick like i remember for the first gallon melee open jade dm'd me at like 6 a.m for like feedback on something or like a seating thing and I took care. <laughs> I took care of it. Um, I'd say another. I'd say another one. Um, some of these probably wouldn't even be good for the stream, but like there have been other ones where we would just be like really upset about something that happened, and we would just vent to each other DMs and just be full, just full blunt, and just like give all the context and the details and we'd give our own opinions and we'd just like shoot the shit about it um pretty much uh, when it comes to that and i would say like if there's a time where like a term is running really long and really late and we're just like watching the stream waiting for it to end we would be like we'd like said dms each other we'd be like oh my god yo like because something crazy happened or whatever so, I mean, there's a bunch of great stories. I mean, I can list a ton, but those are some of, like, the general ones that come to mind. Yeah. I think of, like, late overnight stuff. Yeah, I guess I just wanted, and that was great. I love hearing, um, you know, there, there's a, this is probably me giving my own mis- misunderstanding, but I feel like TOs get, first off, they don't get no respect, um, but there's also even if they do get respect, there's a strange, like, oh, wow, they they must hate everything. Like, they look so stressed. I would hate to be a TO that looks miserable. And I'm not trying to say it's not hard as hell. <laughs> it is a thankless, difficult job. 
I I do think it's undersold how strong the bonds you make with the people you're in the shitter with. Because oh because you think of I mean I I, I this might be a, an exaggeration. Soldiers coming home from war, uh, <laughs> their platoon for the rest of their lives. They you know they went through it, and so I think I'd love to hear your thoughts on like being in the trenches with player, not players. I'm sorry, with all the, all the the volunteers and organizers that are just giving up sleep, giving up <laughs> happiness sometimes, sometimes giving up bracket. You know the sacrifice where you just, you can't enter bracket. You you can't uh, enter bracket. Um, as a TO, I know. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, how how does it feel? You know, coming out of a tournament with with the homies. How does that feel? I would say if the tournament goes incredibly well, and there's just like so many great things that we did, or like the top eight was really really high up, whatever. There's just nothing but like just it's kind of hard to describe there's nothing but you you feel like this sort of like intimate connection with the people that you're working with i'd say that's the main thing you get um with just like being in the trenches there have been many stories um of that too like the ones where i'd say like the ones actually interesting interesting enough the ones where i had to i had to back up jade because brandon had like worked with me a little bit on like the seating side but this is like the first time I truly got to like work with Brandon and you know Brandon I guess like because like Jade gave me such good directions you know and just taught me so well um I think uh, you know like Brandon was like dude good like good shit today like you know you did really well you know maybe we had like had this you know there was like they'd be like you know a player issue or whatever and it's like you solved that incredibly well you know that was super smooth and stuff like that um just like uh, little details like that or like if say if like one of us is you know just a little irritated in a situation or whatever or like mega stressed and we think they need you know thinking they refuse to have an extra hand but you know that they need an extra hand or just a check-in sort of you know that will always like come up and it's kind of like a writer it's like hey you know i got your back um there have been many times i would say where i would i would see that jade is overworked and even though they refuse to they they refuse like they'll be like no I'm fine I'm fine or whatever it's like I know deep down it's like I know you're probably really stressed right now so it's like this is the one time where I say I will not listen to you because I know that it's you know both as a TO but also as a friend it's my job like I wouldn't say even an obligation or a job but it's just you know it's just me having to check in because I care because you know we're all going through the gutter and our mental sanity and stuff together is. Uh, definitely going up in the air whenever we go on really ambitious projects like this yeah for sure and uh i guess that kind of leads me into into this other line of questioning is people looking to get into this um you got i know you talked to like what would you want to have known but it's almost mm -hmm. a different world you know it's it's a completely different environment so from from your perspective, if someone would were to hand you their like a, a Google form with their name and and their you know I, please put put me in coach I'm I'm ready. Um, what would you say to them if you could sit down for five minutes? They're about to start this journey now. I would say, 
find what they need, uh, what, like, sort of things that we just can't, like, we don't have the capacity to cover, and see if, like, those folks can fill, uh, can fill them. And to make sure also that, like, you come prepared to do it well as well, I'd say that's definitely the the one thing as well. And don't, like, don't even hesitate to ask questions, too. Uh, like, even, even if they're, like, completely basic questions or whatever, I think, you know, if you're just, like, wanting to learn the ropes and you're open to criticism, then uh, constructive criticism, and I'd say also, like, uh, just, like, being communicative, that definitely helps if you were to, like, uh, first get in, uh, first get into it. And I'd say just... Um, just finding ways to help because sometimes there won't like for some TO situations. Uh, there unfortunately there'll be times where like you don't really need much of a help, so you don't really have much of like you know a chance to like work in. So like in my situation for rollback rumble, I wouldn't say I got lucky, but just you know I filled a void that they didn't really have, and then you know that seating thing evolved into many other things and skill sets. So sometimes you just takes, you know, maybe finding that one thing that, you know, they don't really are kind of the TO team is like unsure about or they need a little assistance with. And who knows, that can lead to something bigger. It's like sometimes you just need to get yourself out there is my biggest advice, which is difficult. Believe me, I know. I'm still learning. But I would say that's the biggest advice is sometimes you just got to get yourself out there. And once you find like a good set of people or like a set of people that you enjoy working with, and they enjoy working with you, then you can probably start getting into, you know, the specifics on, like, you know, it just, like, on, like, going, expanding upon where you're not just a cedar and such. Because that's kind of how it was. I just started out as, you know, yeah, I'm just working, you know, for Brandon and Jade. And then that spawned into where I'm at right now. So, I mean, sometimes it, it's a bit of a process. And I'd say also have patience um, if you're a beginner, too, because there will be your hiccups. And there are going to be times where you mess up. Believe me, I messed up many times. And you're and there are going to be times where it's stressful. But I mean, just remember that it's a part of the journey, and you just keep you get up and keep going. Love it, dog. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get these last three in. We're we're closing up shop, but we got some we got some sales. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, so what were some of the challenges of advertising in the online era? versus the IRL era? I would say joining a lot more Facebook groups. <laughs> That's like the first answer that comes to mind. Um, so, so many Facebook groups. I can't tell you. There's probably even some Facebook groups I'm not even a part of yet that I should probably be a part of when it comes to advertising events. It's just there's so many. It's just, it, it broaden like being really broad, like, and expanding on where you're advertising like you want like if you're going to advertise a tournament i would say like the biggest struggle in the online age is just getting yourself out there outside of you know just norcal in this example for me you know it's like it's primarily it was just norcal i've advertised before but then you realize there's a whole nother community out there not just uh not just norcal melee and i think it's been like the most difficult thing is how do you get yourself out there do you do it through discord servers do you do it through facebook Twitter, there's so many things that goes into advertising a tournament. And sometimes you just need to post a plug there and be very concise on what you're saying uh, to make sure that, like, yeah, this is a tournament. The time's right there. Everything you need to know is right there. This is where you sign up. You want to make it very simple and easy for people to understand where everything is 
and also how to enter to because otherwise you're just gonna have people asking questions or they'll look at that and be like oh what's this and it'll just scroll past and you know just not even care and i think that goes really what goes in like online and that's probably been the most difficult thing and say with offline i wouldn't say it's easier but i'd say like you have to look at more like the logistical steps of like where's the venue where's parking what's around the area too like it's a different sort of beast like, and on a local level, I'd say it's easy because you just have to advertise in NorCal Melee and maybe some subregions. But on, like, a majors and a national scale or whatever, you have to always factor in, like, other logistics, like, you know, flights to hotels, um, you know, early bird fees, you know, late uh, late red fees, um, stuff like that. Like, there's so much. There's a, It's just a different beach as a whole, I'd say. They, they have their own set of difficulties. And uh, their own set of like strengths as well. It's definitely an interesting topic that can be uh, talked about in more detail, though. Nope, we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, we just sake of time, man. I, I I I would love to keep going on IRL versus online, and we will, but not today. <laughs> trust me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these last two are pretty crunchy. So so we'll be all right. What's your advice for someone who just wants to learn to do shit? Not not melee, not anything particular. Just wants to get better at skills. Sometimes you just gotta figure it out yourself. At times, just sometimes just throw yourself in, learn through trial and error before you start asking for help. That's one of the main things. Some, I'm a type of person that would sometimes prefer just to be thrown into the mix because that's that sometimes is the best way to learn and the best teacher in the world is just. It just getting yourself just getting yourself in there because then you get a very fresh point of view uh you're not really like over instructed or whatever you kind of like you'll figure out things yourself if that makes sense and that's one thing i'd say when i play melee that's sometimes like i won't want to do text one day and i just want to throw myself in there because sometimes you it's not always going to be like a set path and that's, I'd say, the one thing when you go to learning things is that it's not going to be a step path. And some people learn faster than others. Some people learn certain strengths faster than others. I would say, like, time management and me, like, being responsive to people is a strength they have acquired and I'm really good at compared to most when it comes to TOing. But then, but then there are times where I would say on the logistical side or, like, the really difficult questions or you know, maybe you're having, like, a player issue or whatever. Maybe I'm not as great as that, and, you know, someone like a Jade knows how to handle those situations a bit better. So, like, I mean, there's, like, people have their different strengths and weaknesses, and I'd say if you're going just to learn something, sometimes just go just go in and see how you do, and then you'll get a reference point. It's like, okay, I can get better at this, this, and this. And also, you can start asking for advice, because you don't want to over-rely on advice, because otherwise you take away of what you're trying to learn yourself because it's still yourself at the end of the day i love it yeah and and one of the things will and i talk about all the time is failure right is like i think it's a little cliche at this point like you gotta fail to get better and it's it's known you know i think it's one thing to say you know oh you should you should be failing all the time when you're when you're starting off when when you're still developing skills when you're still learning um but you know it sucks it doesn't feel good so 
I, I like yeah. hearing I like hearing you say like just get out there and try because that implies yeah. that failure is super possible. Like and not not yeah. only just possible, I mean, it should be inevitable, right? Yeah, I mean there are many times and I still sometimes will fear it at times. I mean it's like it's something that's just ongoing. You know, I think, it, and you bring up a good point. I mean, it, there, there are even times where I'm like, oh, I'm afraid to fail. But you have to realize also that just, you know, sometimes, as Brandon once said, you're just going to fumble the bag. Whether it's a close tournament set, USD last stock, or you mess up something uh, while TOing, you're just, you're going to inevitably fuck up. And I think that's one thing, whether you like it or not. It's just one thing you have to learn going, just going forward. I love that. And this brings me to my final question, which I was looking forward to the entire time. If you had unlimited resources, <laughs> what's something that you would pull off? It's a very good question. Um... <laughs> just make, wait, wait, sneak this in on this one. Also, make sure you're, you're repeating the, the question yeah. and the answer, but yeah. I would say uh, with something with unlimited resources, to, I would. Man, that's a. Do I that again. Would... No, no, no. You fumbled the bag on that one. Give it, <laughs> give it, give it, give it slow and clear, and then go for the. Then you could even take a pause. Go for the moon. You're good. Yeah. I'd say with unlimited resources. Hmm. I'm not sure what I, I'm not sure what I would do. I mean, you could really go a lot with this. Are you thinking just? A general or melee? What 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 are you thinking with well, it? Let's let's keep it melee. Let's keep it like in a, a melee event type deal. Or, or yeah. yeah, I would say with unlimited resources for melee, I would definitely try, definitely try getting as many like as much international talent as we can um, to enter tournaments. I also would just. Dang, you can really go so much. It's such a good question, and I, I can definitely have to brainstorm that. But I would say international is one, because I think like un there are a lot of unknown people around just the international part of Melee. And so, like NA is kind of like the hot spot, per se, when it comes to most Melee-related activities. Um, financial support is another thing for the Melee community. I think that's a given answer for, given answer for anybody in any case. Um just bringing people together too not just for competitive reasons but also just you know so many great people within this community i would say i would definitely try to just kind of bring just a lot of people that i just know and love in this community just together and just spend time just spend time with them um if i were to like pull something off like really assemble like a good team together to just you know let's do something awesome you know maybe <laughs> maybe something like this in person i don't know maybe i'm just shooting darts at the board here but i like, I need to interject because it is so wholesome to me that I ask you have unlimited resources and you are giving very like pragmatic top line, but possible answers. Now I, I love that. I'm, I'm serious. I, I love that answer. It's very honest to me. What's something completely, completely insane that you could pull off with truly unlimited resources where where what can melee be put into where it doesn't have to make a cent just not even make a cent i mean big stadium is one i think that'd be awesome just you know having it in a big stadium now maybe chase center uh 
more than just a billboard, maybe actually have a major inside inside the Chase Center. I don't know. Like, it get, just like have something really big. You know, make it like a spectacle, sort of, where you have like a big stadium or whatever. Or maybe even like something that's like very niche, like like how Smash Camp does it too, with it being just like uh, just in just like in a cabin or whatever, and you're just with homies for a week. I think that's another concept that's really cool. We can maybe, you know, smash BNB or something. I don't know. Like, you just get an Airbnb and you just have like homies, just homies together, just like in a house. And I don't know. Maybe you have like a survivor sort of concept or idea. Just like, like the the lowest ranking player is eliminated and kicked out of the house or something or something. I don't know. Something just completely random. It's a random idea I'm thinking of because I am a Survivor fan. Uh, there's probably so many ideas like I can't think of at the top of my head right now. Can, but can those I, are some of them. I want to hit you with an Airbnb-esque thing that I'm I'm currently doing. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been looking into, obviously, tournaments coming back, IRLs. Um, I'm trying to get a couple cars together for a regional, right? And then after the tournament, it's driving distance. You know, if it's MDVA, if it's like Connecticut or New England or even Ohio, maybe. I don't know, man. Just, you know, get up, get a bunch of homies to drive there and then get a suite and do, a, do like a 16-person smash fest. You could do, you get 20 people in a suite in a hotel. And then you just get a few extra room, whatever extra rooms you need, but it's hosted in one big hotel room. And you pretty much just extend the regional into like a one day major overnight smash fest. That's like, we've, we've done it before. It's hype. Yeah. It's, it, they call it like a uh, room hopping or like hotel hopping. In, at majors? I think it's, yeah. I mean, that's something I'd love to do when I do, when majors come back. It's just going from hotel to hotel to play somebody. I think that's one thing that I would definitely like to do. It's like, after the tournament ends, what do you do afterwards? Like, you know, do you go and get food? Um, do you just go hotel hop? Maybe just have like a bunch of just a bunch of people. It's I know it's like really simple, like, but I mean sometimes just getting like a massive dinner together. I know it's my lot of Smasher too. I think it's just another thing. You know, maybe we can add something around that, like Smash Supper or something. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just full of ideas right now, but I think. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I'd say anyone just keep enjoying the big one, too. I mean, we put a lot of work into this event. I'd say that's first and foremost. Thank you so much to anyone that's tuning in, supporting, entering, and donating or anything like that. You know, it's just that we, we appreciate it. I'd say um, a special thanks to just Brandon for having me aboard Young Moff. I mean, I don't think a lot, I don't think any of us would be in this position if it wasn't without him in some capacity. So, I mean, I think he's... You know, the the big MVP of this, I would say. Uh, thank you to Jade for always being there to help me develop my skills and just being a, just being a wonderful friend in the process, too. I mean, we've been through a lot. And I think, you know, you, you definitely have kept me together throughout quarantine. I definitely 
I think sometimes word, words don't do justice how much I appreciate you. And then uh, I'd say, like, Chiggles, design legend. Uh, even though we don't talk much, I appreciate appreciate the work you do as well. And also the social media stuff you've done with your, sm- <laughs> with your outreach to the Zoomers. That's awesome. And then just, I guess, anyone else involved involved with the event? I mean, I can't really say, say much more. And then also you uh, and the wannabes for playing a big part and just being a part of this event because, you know, <laughs> the event wouldn't be as hype without you. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this was a blast, dude. I can't wait to record our second 1v1 as well. And just like, we got, we're going to put together, we're going to smush it in. It's going to be a fucking mega episode. I'm so down. Um, yeah. I got to go. I got work to do. We got to, we got to get some editing going. This, yeah, we, we're not even close, man. We're in crunch yeah. time. Dark Gen X just messaged me too, so I have to get back to Dark Gen X yeah. now. <laughs> Let's get to it, man. Good stuff. Thank you. And um, hey, glad to meet you. Yeah, uh, I think when we get the full one v one, that's gonna be. Yeah, now, now I'm hyped because like we have a ginormous like. You've it's like I mean now I'm glad it's like wait I'm gonna be part of a mega episode now. Give it's actually pretty sick. Give me one thing for the production. Just give me like. Just give me an extended. Not extended, but just give me a goodbye, like, see you later. Some sort of sign-off. Hold it a little unnatural and um, make it a little, like, physical. Whatever physical thing you could do. Peace sign it's or like, wave. Or just, like, just like peace. Don't overthink like it. That. If you're thinking about it, you're doing it wrong. I'm going okay. to throw you into it. I'm going to say see you later and just throw me some, something. First thing comes to mind. Right. Nathan, thanks for coming on, man. It's good to meet you. Yeah, no worries. Later. Peace. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I love it. Came out the top of my head, <laughs> brother. I'm, I was the first thing that came out. That's exactly what I wanted. It's um, perfect. I'm just like, I'm just like, fuck it. That's what you gotta get. <laughs> All right, we're, we're we're stopping recording. Oh we're, shit! <laughs> because this is, this is tacked on, so we don't have to do an intro. Um, I feel like that sort of thing comes out in like your space you know it's like when when i'm in my space i feel like there are some things that i'm that are really important to me uh making sure i have everything i need around and and stuff like that but in terms of cleanliness that doesn't come out or uh cleanliness is not what i mean like uh uh, tidiness is what i mean so i tidiness is what i'm clean i'm just not tidy and I think we all kind of have that certain, those, those kind of things, but it's weird. Cause I'm almost the opposite. If I'm out at a fest or something, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to have fun and stuff, but I'm constantly like, where's my shit? Like I'm, I'm always yeah. making sure I have everything in order. And, and it's kind of a, it's funny how that's opposite for us. Yeah. I like, I, I'm like the same way where I'm like, I want to make sure I have this, this and this, but like when I'm actually just around, people people and they like they ask me like you know do i want to go to a place or whatever i'm usually just kind of down for whatever i i it's glad, i'm glad that you brought up that point because like at least for like the actual possessions i have i'm like i wouldn't say high maintenance but like i said attention to detail it's like want to make sure i have everything make sure i don't lose everything or lose anything but when i um what is it when i'm like around just like actual people and they want to be like yo you want to have food or whatever something like that I'm usually down for just like 
whatever really i mean i'm not really someone that's like too picky when it comes to that it's just you know i'm mostly just more just vibing with people you strike me as someone who would be a great person to room with for a major i i don't know what it is i think it's a combination of like you're you are a clean tidy person but you aren't high maintenance that's like the ideal sort of dude that can come through and just like hey man are we gonna get food later are we are we trying to play tonight are we trying to go to sleep early it's like whatever just kind of going with it that's that's what you strike me as yeah like i mean if you want me to do dgen hours and you just want to dgen out yeah i'll dgen out i'm just i'm just here to have fun really i mean because i mean it's fitting you say that too because you know i'm like i'm gonna be probably doing that stuff more in the future because i i definitely intend to just travel out to more events so i would say i don't know maybe maybe i'll become that type of person i mean i haven't had a lot of experience to really say how I am or really, like, get a feel for it. And also, like, I'd have to just see, like, who am I rooming with, too? Like, will I vibe well with this person as well? You know, do I feel safe around this person? You know, it's, it's like, there's a ton of details that go that goes into it. But it's just primarily for me. I'm just, like, someone just, if, you know, if I have a place, you know, if I have a place to stay and, you know, there's someone I can just get along with, then, you know, it should be pretty easy. I'm not too up in arms about it you know i'm just like you know if it's melee it's here we're getting food that's great and if we're just you know doing whatever if other people want to come by yeah it's cool we'll hang out yeah that's that's definitely the ideal um (laughs) just just (laughs) person to hang out with is just like you're someone who's gonna sit we just played friendlies for an hour and they were very good friendlies we had (laughs) we were hovering around 80 90 ping so that was you know an imperfect scenario but um, I thought the games were really fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, what else do you want? Someone who's going to challenge you at the game, like kick your ass, give, give you those three <laughs> stocks every once in a while. Um, and, and then like, yeah, you're trying to get food and you're like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to, I'm yeah. not going to be prickly about it. <laughs> well, food's food. <laughs> food is food. That's true. And that's part of the reason we travel is to get the good shit. But before we keep going, because I could talk about majors coming up for, forever um (laughs) i want to just get out what the what the topics are that i wanted to talk to you about and then we'll just make sure we hit everything before we call it a day um we are wrapping up a mega episode um the first episode we did was a little bit of like a classic 1v1 where you know you talked about your upcoming your your you know coming up then we did a little bit of like strategizing for the big one (laughs) <laughs> then we talked during the big one about the event itself and that was um sadly underutilized footage but it will be in this mega episode so i'm not going to be too too upset about it but we, we have plans about uh what to do in the future so that's okay um <laughs> and then this i want to debrief a bit um about really honestly more so uh, online TOing at large. I want to talk to you about where you think we are, you know, in this exact point in time. Um, and I, definitely about the big one in general, because I know like a huge event, you've spent weeks preparing, et cetera, months preparing. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then we'll, we'll circle back and talk about 
what we have coming up because I am so pumped. Like where we, where the IRL events are going to take us, like it just, everything's starting to come out of nowhere. Like, Oh, I remember that entire tournament series. Uh, SmashCon comes to mind, like these things coming out. There's just so much to look forward to. Um, But those are the kind of things I'm curious about. Is there anything else you think we missed that, you know, coming into this, you wanted to make sure you, you talked about? Uh, I would say, if I remember correctly, I think we, we talked a little bit about my commentary side, or maybe my competing side. I don't know if we touched up on that too much. Totally down. Past. Yeah, because I don't think we talked too much about it. I think we mostly talked about the TO side, because, you know, the, the elephant in the room when we first started recording was obviously the big one. I right. mean, that was on everybody's mind. But, uh, I mean, a lot has changed since then, too. The big one has come and gone. Um, gallant summer as of the recording of this just happened and uh, i mean we got a bunch of we got a bunch of neat events too that uh i'm gonna be a part of uh so i mean and also just you're making strides as well so it's like i mean i think we got it'll be a nice like kind of catch up and full circle sort of thing yeah these things always feel like little time capsules where like truth be told i very rarely listen over to the episodes that <laughs> i'm a part of like you know how it is right it's like mm-hmm. it's just i always, I already listened to it immediately after an editing i don't i don't want to listen to it again but i it's really nice to know that it's out there and i think for both of us um this point in time feels pretty pivotal right it's um you know it's coming out of all this work and and um like I know for you, and you you talked about this in the first section, the amount that you did starting last summer, right? Just getting involved in the Rollback Rumbles, or the Rona Rumbles, as it were. Um, Yeah. And kind of going through the the paces of all the different sections out there, and and of course getting your commentary chops up as well, all those things. Um, I guess the first question I want to ask you is like, where... Do you think, like, if you had to, if you had to assign yourself one role outside of a player, I know players first, um, <laughs> if you had to assign yourself one role that, you know, elevator pitch, you start with, I am this, where do you think you land as of this moment? That's a really good question. I mean, aside from like the competitor first, it would probably... It's that's a really that's a tough question because I've done a lot of stuff like on the TO side recently. Um and like I'm gonna be a part of Genesis as a melee TO for Genesis. So I want to say I'm more of a TO, but I'm also getting opportunities from some other op- online events as well for commentary. So it's like it's like this sort of I wouldn't say a rock and a hard place is the right word to put for it because it's not really a it's not really a negative thing. It's more so like I have like two things, and it's like you have to learn to balance both. I mean, I would say, I mean, I want to say I'm just a community person because I just do, I've, I like you said, I've done it all, you know, I, or I I can do, I've done a lot, you know, I've done the social media, um, I'm on this podcast with you right now. I've been on a part of some podcasts. I've commentated to'd 
I mean, I don't know if we have time to go through. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say. You get the the point. (laughs) I do. No, I definitely do. And and I've seen it in action, which has been really dope. Um, And definitely a change from when we first recorded when I was like kind of just still getting to know you a bit better, right? Um, And then obviously we spend weeks working with each other after that. And um, seeing where you're at, it's really something that I um, like – not that I see myself in it, but I think I, I do it with everyone. Like I definitely project my own thing onto other people. And, and when I, when I see what you're up to, I think of the things Will and I speak about all the time, especially when it comes to, um, handling several roles or getting involved with more than one Avenue at a time. And so I'm interested, like when you are in let's say your best state of mind, let's say you have a day or two off and you have a break and you get to, you're not obligated to do anything for those days and you're fully relaxed and everything's going well, right? If you were to put yourself in that mindset, it's it's not an easy task, but if you're in that mindset right now, where, where do you see yourself in the grand scheme of things? Like in your own arc, let's say, towards who you want to be in the scene towards the commentator you want to be the events you want to put together where do you find yourself in this moment when things are going right and you're not overwhelmed (laughs) you know Uh, i want to say I, i like a bit of a state of transition because i'm starting to get my name out there i would say definitely a state of transition um like i had like a lot of massive breakthroughs in um I would I I'd say I don't know like breakthroughs but like big breaks, uh like in late 2020, like just being a part of like Rollback Rumble as a whole with uh when they did the SEL qualifiers, um, I would say five days of melee uh five days of melee with Jade gave me that opportunity, uh I would say also the first gallant melee open when I was able to see it and commentate the event, um, and then just kind of returning to form a little bit as a player you know getting some good wins recently so I mean. It's this weird state of transition where I kind of have like had like this resurgence, like this resurgence, and it's in like now that like the big one in Gallant Summer is done, there's only one event just as of the recording of this on my docket, which is just to commentate, uh, just commentate a uh, commentate a tournament that I'm gonna get paid for. But like aside from that, it's like I don't really have much. So it's like it's this it's this weird sort of situation because Genesis is like five months away and a lot can happen in those five months you know i may have like another you know maybe other things come to me in the books but as of this moment i don't really have much on my list so it's kind of just you know do do whatever it's it's a weird sort of i don't want to say it's a i don't know if like is the right word uh like a right saying for it but it's almost like it's like okay the big one's done and gallon's done now what <laughs> and you think to yourself like okay where do we go from here? Because we just did this amazing event. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone's done anything like this. And then you go and do Gallon, which is basically, you know, the staple online major at this point. Uh, where do you, where do you go from here? So that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, I've kind of, I've made a name for myself and I have a pretty big impact on all these, you know, do I continue to, you know, take a step up? Do I start being a bracket director? Do I, uh, start running my own bigger scale events you know there's a lot of questions to be answered 
you know, some of that may involve, you know, debriefing with folks like uh, Kevin Deere, uh, the person that runs Gallant, uh, Jade, because we're going to be doing Gen- Genesis together. Uh, we're kind of debriefing right now. You know, there's like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things, you know, and I think it's just something that's going to come with time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going to follow the commentary and I, I will, but the idea of debriefing is something that um, Will and I in, in the last couple episodes are still working through, still trying to figure out like, what was that thing we just spent weeks upon weeks um, truly grinding towards? Um, yeah. I don't consider myself someone who like rise and grinds every day. I, I really, most of the time I, I take it easy and I try to just like, you know, do my shit, but not go crazy. Those weeks were grinding. And so, you know, Will and I, from our perspective, and we talked pretty openly about this, like we near the end of the event, were just not chilling. We were like, I was kind of being a huge dick and he was being a little sensitive and it was just not the best meshing so it took time for us to like work through that um i'm curious and again this is me projecting outward so so take it as it will but um i'm curious like where you feel the need to debrief from your own experience because i think you were way more in the thick of it than will and i were we were just making shit that you know made could have made the event better not necessarily like the event didn't hinge on our on our <laughs> stuff so so what what have you been doing to kind of process um you know the big one the, the all the shit you had to go through etc um good question i would say uh, lots of writing i've been writing a bit just about it just to get my thoughts um i didn't really have much like downtime to truly truly debrief because um it was literally after the big one um summit's coming up and a land term is right around the corner so i didn't really get so like i basically you know i went to a land tournament like the very next week after the big one and i entered just like a ton of tournaments because i kind of like had i did pretty well at the big one i almost got top 64 so i had like this drive to compete and i was still like a little bit a little bit exhausted from the big one like a little bit tired, but just I don't know. I had just like this adrenaline rush, you know. I just want to keep playing and such like that. Um, I started. I just started writing a bit. I wrote a bit, just kind of get my thoughts down, just to like, just get them on paper. Like this is just bluntly how I feel, you know. Be as honest as you can, just as possible about it, because Jade and I never really got to debrief yet. Uh, Brandon and I haven't really spoken much since. You know, like, we just haven't really done, we haven't done much. I think we're all doing, doing our own thing right now and still recovering. And, like, literally after, like, Summit slash the Lantern that I went to, uh, then it was Gallant Prep. And then, like, um, you know, Deer, Jade, and I, we have a meeting on how we want to, like, structure the bracket. And then, uh, you know, I had to commentate Gallant and compete in Gallant. So, like, all that went down. So, I haven't really had, like, a full chance to fully detox and debrief about it. I debriefed like a bit a bit about it with Will in person. You know, a bit about it, but it wasn't like the really like thick of things like Jade and I were where we had like this whole entire social media plan planned out. Um, you know, what will my role be in the big one and such and stuff. You know, just there, there's just like so many moving parts and so many things that happened. I mean I would say I'm still processing it a bit just by 
talking now and i'm like and it's actually good and it, it's like an insightful because it's like i think like towards the end we were definitely reeling reeling towards the end we were probably may, you know we may have made some mistakes or thought stuff that we may have disagreed on or we both weren't happy about and that's just like stuff that we'll need to talk about and make sure like you know hey are we good you know we we are a great team but we have to just make sure you know we're on the same page and it's like it's healthy because we're going to be doing more events together soon like i think i think about it as that like wait jade and i aren't just doing rollback rumbles anymore we're doing genesis so it's like we're going to make sure we're like you know we have a good debrief and then also we're on our on our stuff with that and then you know whatever events come in the future right yeah I, I, that is really insightful I'm, I'm glad you're opening up about it and i think i think it's just important right to like when everything calms down when when you're involved in this big thing you know i from my own experience whenever i am involved usually it's something content related i'll spend you know if i spend weeks working on one video or, or just something that i'm really working hard on um there's this expectation that i build up for myself where i'm like okay by virtue of my hard work and my healthy self-confidence that like if i were to work hard on something i will make a good product or i'll, I'll come out of this you know with something worthwhile there's this feeling of like man it didn't blow up the way i thought or like man i i really thought i'd come out of this and everyone would be like patting my back and it's not yeah it's not really what i think it's not like my logical part of my brain it's just my um i guess it's some of its ego i i guess some of it is just when things get rough in the moments of doing the work and and you know going through the process when things start to go bad that's the shining light that i look towards is like oh it's gonna be so worth it once it's all done and i guess those expectations can never truly be met um sometimes they are i guess like you know sometimes people really do come out of things and really have a moment and blow up and and their lives change but for the most part we're kind of just grinding and getting better incrementally and having a chain of opportunities you know one leads to the another leads to the other um i'm just you know th that's where i'm coming from and i'm curious like what your thoughts are on that because i, I don't get that read from you it, it doesn't seem that you had like these giant expectations of of what would happen to you personally um but you know w we all went into it hoping it was going to be a great event it was a great event uh even though when you're on the inside we are just staring at all the mistakes and all the things we wish we could have done better. I've been very open about like the entire meet the TOs section of the work was just completely bungled. And that was me. <laughs> and so like <laughs> there, that's where I'm coming from. I, I'm really curious, like how your expectations were, were handled throughout the whole process. I mean, I definitely had like some expectations and stuff like going in because I I wanted to really play a big role with the big one. And I think I did. I think I did a good job at it. But I mean, you have to just also realize at the end of the day, you know, the big one has come and gone. You know, whether you know we like we got to do the stuff we wanted or not, it's just you know, it, it's history. You know, you've we the rollback rumble, the big one happened from July third to July eleventh. So I mean. 
you know, in that time frame, that's when the stuff happened. And anything afterwards, you know, it's just that just wasn't in the big one. You know, it's like, unfortunately, yeah, the TO, meet the TO section wasn't too much a part of it, but it's like, a, wasn't a part of it, but it's like, you know, it's okay because it's just, you know, that's just what we had to deal with. And it's something that we can just learn from for next time. Or like, we can just like learn to approach it better because I don't think anyone really approached anything this ambitious or like this extensive you know i mean this was like this was uh, i mean i literally i can't tell you how much i was in the twitch chat for you know the big one stuff like that and it's just you you just gotta take it all in and just experience what you can you can't really i wouldn't say set your expectations too high but you can't really go in expecting everything to be perfect because there's gonna be pivots along the way uh you know as Brandon once said, the bag will be fumbled at times, you know, whether on our own or just like as a whole, you, you got to learn to be flexible with it. And I think when you look back at it and you can, then you can start debriefing and be like, Oh yeah, you know, we probably could have done this thing a little bit better. Or we could have had a bit more communication here. You know, you can't really think about it as in like, this is going to be this absolutely perfect event. You know, this is going to go here and this is going to run at this time this has to be up to this sort of this standard or whatever you put just so much unnecessary pressure on yourself, but also just like the folks around you. And that's just something like, I think interesting when we're human and we have like the high standards that we do or like the high standards that we do, like I'd say we like, we all strive to do our jobs well or our work well. And that's just something you have to balance. I know even like as a player, I had that where I think, you know, I want to go and do this thing well. And, you know, maybe I'm not happy about it with the result if I get upset or whatever. And it's the same thing, like, as a TO or a commentator. You, you may have a commentary block where you're just saying all the right things and it happens just organically. And that's kind of what you have to go with. There's no true, like, th this is the perfect tournament and this is how it's going to go. You have to let it happen organic and something very pure come out of it. I mean, the first tournament that comes to mind when I think of this a pure sort of thing just from my personal experience and working on an event was gallant melee open spring and i would say that tournament and there were a lot of things that i just that were so unexpected to happen um you know just like i see the tournament as always um and i had a i was scheduled just to do one commentary block with a wonderful commentator named zen and we had a great block and i also was a part of like the volleyball invitational i was actually the person that pitched the idea to deer and he gave me the green line it was a fun event and um you know like those first two days came and went and then the unexpected events happened of brandon uh oversleeping and deer hit me up to do a block uh and i got to commentate a block with blur and i was like i just got to commentate like this is my big break you know i got to commentate literally top level melee and you know it was like it was a big deal when i was on a big stage and i did i did it well and that's something, if you were to ask me the weekend before Gallant Spring, that I would be you know, doing a block with Laura and I get to commentate some amazing matches, like HBox and Nun went to Game 5 last talk, I would have said, no, no freaking way. There's no way. But it ended up happening. And it was just, it was an incredible event as a whole. And that's where you, you got to go with like the, you know, ha let it happen organically or expect the unexpected. Because you may have a situation like that where it's like, you know, sometimes you just gotta roll with it. I mean, I was literally just like, you know, I was <laughs> literally in my pajamas when 
when Deer gave me the DM, uh, sent me the DM uh, to be like, yo, you want to commentate? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Can you give me like five minutes? And I went and got dressed, made my bed, made myself look decent. And I just did the block. It's just sometimes it just happens. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, a common thread in a lot of people's um, melee careers, but really like the back end melee careers from content to commentary to TOing is a little bit of right place, right time sprinkled in there but it's it's really just making yourself available and working on your craft like just getting good at it um i think another common thread which you know you kind of spoke about but it ties into something i've just been constantly thinking about is um like building up our capacity and our capabilities right which are two different things right it's like what can i handle for a week for two weeks that's like capacity but how well can i execute on the things is the capabilities and you know we're we're kind of wrapping up our big one discussion here um we touched on all the different angles which was hella dope um the the big takeaway for me is is like a better understanding but also just a higher level of my capabilities and my capacity like i came out just a stronger editor a stronger project manager um better at time management as well. And so, you know, I, I'm curious what your what your takeaways are whenever you are either doing an event like Gallant or the big one or uh, just doing commentary blocks, like being put into an event, <laughs> uh, both a block that you were scheduled for and one that you found out five minutes before you went on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is your thought process towards just improving at commentary, at TOing, all those things? Uh, good. Uh, I would say, good question. I mean, I would say probably when it comes to commentary, I would say just getting better on what you say on the mic. I know it's a, kind of a generic term, but like there, there are times where I may like, you know, I'll ramble on too much or I'll say just like, I'll I'll say like repetitive words that just sound repetitive, and you know the audience can easily just like drone that out. Like it being more engaging, and like when there's like a bit of downtime and filler, you know, making sure that you can keep the audience engaged as well. And if there's technical difficulties, like say, uh, Slippy is not being kind to us today, learning to be flexible with it and not like getting too down on yourself, like it's you know it's something beyond your control, and that's something like I'm trying to learn and manage as well because. On the commentary side, oh, excuse me, it's been a long day. <laughs> um, I would say, um, <laughs> son of a bitch, you um, got me. <laughs> I would say, um, just learning to learn to be flexible with that, because like on the commentary side, you know, there's just like some unfortunate events that happened. Like, um, Texas dropped out of a uh, dropped out of like regional cruise, so I wasn't ever even able to commentate that block. We had a lot of slippy errors that happened when uh, i commentated doubles and the only one that really like came to fruition was the uh or like i would say that like didn't have the least amount of mishaps was the asian one and that's just something you have to learn to accept that those sort of things happen and i was like you know in the moment i was like super super uptight about it i'm like dang it you know this this sucks you know it just seems like nothing's going my way this is a disaster you know you get all these thoughts um i would say just like on the commentary side just going to be flexible with those things i would say i'm like as a to or like i'm just i would say just a manager side i feel like to so 
it goes more beyond just yelling. I would say just um, uh, learning to be engaging on social media, I would say. Like, um, just wanting to come up with captions, like, or what is something that can catch uh, the people's eyes. Um, like, uh, like we were run- when Jay and I were running the Twitter account. Or the big one, you know, hyping up the players, be like, yeah, this guy is, this person's entering this tournament, or like, Magi is the captain. We need a cool, we need a cool caption for Magi because she's gonna be captain for I think it was Southeast. I can't remember, but like you'd have to, like you have to learn to be engaging with your audience with that. I would say, um, learning to reseed for the first time. That was the first time I've ever had to reseed a tournament. We reseeded top sixty four, and Dark Gen X, uh, the legend, gave me such amazing notes. Um, and such good like feedback on that being a content producer uh, content creator for the first time with my uh, with my combo video piece uh, for the big one which a lot of folks have said like it and thank you very much to anyone that did watch it um, that was that was fun too and definitely it showed like hey I can maybe do this as well and I'd say just like being a good communicator like a lot of folks I had a lot of meeting with meetings with folks like uh uh, when we were just getting turned down for Walt on board, I talked to Walt a ton, you know, like getting him into the server. You know, what do we want Walt for? Oh my God, I'm yelling again. <laughs> this is, uh, I guess, this is the yawning section of the podcast. Yeah, um, I'm immune now. Yeah, <laughs> you're immune. Um, like getting Walt on board. The whole entire Rags Funhouse segment, I was the one that suggested it to Jade, and I was the one that kind of reached out to Ragtime Mouse and be a part uh, and have her be a part of it. And Funhouse became a thing. So I was deeply involved in the process with that. Um, we had one night where uh, Jade, Rags, and I, we all stayed up until 6 a.m. Getting stuff prepped up and making sure that, uh, that this, this goes well. Uh, it was it was the fir- one of the few times I literally saw the sun rising and I was about to go to sleep. And I was like, holy hot. Holy hot damn. We are... Uh... <laughs> We're going crazy on this. I I stayed up until four AM multiple times doing this. So uh sleep sleep was a social construct in this, but uh I would say our passion was infinite. We had nothing but passion involved in this whole event. Sleep was a social construct, man. What a what a terrible sentence to hear. Cause I, I knew <laughs> I knew you guys were fucking around and finding out and uh well I think that's its own lesson, right? I think we all learn our our, our uh, limits when it comes to stretching out how much a Red Bull can replace in a, yeah. <laughs> in a given day. But yeah, man, that's all like that. All that shit is just golden experience, right? It is like it's it's just you know I Will and I love to bring up anime. I'm I'm. Are you watching uh, My Hero? Are you caught up or uh, watching it? I actually do not watch too much anime. I started. That's I watched fine. one episode. I watched one episode of Haikyuu, so I <laughs> I did. So I, I may start watching Haikyuu. You, you'll do fine here. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't watch much. I really don't. Um, especially compared to like you know the melee scene. A lot of people out there watching <laughs> shit. But um, there's an arc right now, um, kind of like a training arc where the 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 teacher is talking about building a mountain of experience where there are places 
like school where you build up your education, you build up your knowledge, and then you get thrown into the real world and you have to build up your experience. And, you know, as someone, I think, would you consider 26 my um, late 20s or am I still in my mid 20s? I still think I'm in my, I think I'm in the last year of my mid 20s. I would say uh, my cutoff is the mid 20s is 24 to 26. So to me, yeah. that is, that is the mid 20s. Agreed. 27. Agreed. That's uh, like 27. That is, uh, that is when you start in your late 20s. Yeah. And like, for sure. I don't know. I always call that like that's like the start of like your prime. I always call I don't know why. I always think of like maybe it's just hockey terminology because I've studied hockey stuff. I always think twenty seven is like when you're in your prime or something. I don't know. It's just a random I hope a so. random term. I, I hope I hope my prime is yet to come. I mean I don't feel like I'm at my prime yet, so that's uh that's that's uh good to know. I do think that, you know, we are a majority of the the melee scene, I think, at this point, is in their twenties, at least, right? Um, yeah. Certainly, that's the bell Est- curve. Established folks, I would say, established folks. Most. Uh, sh- I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, we've never we don't have data on it, so it's all speculation. But a large majority are like eighteen to twenty nine, right? Yeah. Like, like I'm tw- I'm twenty three right, right now, so it's that's a good point. Right. So so. In that, in that range of just entering the real world and I'm finding that all these experiences in specifically melee events um, or making melee content. Um, for example, you see this piano behind me. I made I made my first like song. It took me two hours. It shouldn't, you know, it, it took a long time, but I made my first beat, my first like instrumental track because I'm, I'm making a smash rap that's half written you know what i mean and, <laughs> um so these sorts of things are so invaluable and it it always ties into like my big overall thesis of taking our passion for the game like the the love we have for the community the love we have for just playing friendlies and improving and whatever and then like getting these fucking killer experiences out of it that just make us extremely marketable and just useful people, right? It, we, it's we crazy. Put out there, I think. I think you said it perfectly. We're marketable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I, I think. Uh, Ventus uh, was it? Be remarketable. I think that's what he says. Oh my god! Did he say uh, that? So I love that. I, I think. I think he. I think it's in his Twitter bio. I could be wrong on that, but well, shout out to Ventus. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ventus. If if I am correct on that, but I think that's something like you know, be remarkable, and then also, and just get yourself out there. I mean, I never. I mean, this is like I'm just starting to do like these sort of podcast stuff and just like being featured on stuff like this. I was on Bottom of Smash Mountain before. Um those at the after shows we did for rollback rumble uh, like those are all first for me and that's like it's valuable experience you know it shows that you're you're comfortable in front of a camera you're comfortable with going with the flow and just kind of just you know chatter just chatting with people and shooting the shit and then um i would say there's another one like i'm gonna go back to like the content thing again like that was the first time i've ever done like any sort of content piece ever where i was a content creator and that's like that's valuable experience as well and now it's gotten me ideas. It's like, you know, do I want to pursue and do more of this? You know, do I want to do 
another video like this you know like i have some ideas in mind but like it gets your mind thinking it goes back to what you said about how you're making a song it's the same thing here like you know you go and venture out and you try something new and whether that's you go out of region for the first time for your first out of region tournament um you go and do podcasts you go and commentate events you know you, you try to find ways to reinvent yourself and do the extra step and I can say, like, with most of these big events, you know, I would say I'm going to just go back to as early as January 2021. I've done that big step. Like, uh, for five days of May, that was the biggest, at the time, that was the biggest tournament I had ever seated. Um, for Gallant, that was the first time I had commentated, you would say, an online major. Uh, like, an online major on that big of a stage. And I also got to see that as well. And then, um, what is it? Gallant, uh, Gallant Spring. You know, I got to commentate two blocks. I got to commentate two blocks that time, and I was even more involved um, with the seeding of events. And then uh, for, role, for like, uh, what is it? For NetFly for Palestine, I was the seeding lead. Um, and then, like, for Rollback Rumble, the big one. Um, there's so many firsts that happened on that. I was the, the social media person. I was the one content leads, you know, the content manager and all that. Like, there's so many things, you know. You try to find things to improve yourself each time. I think it's a simple way to put it. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's, like, all I have to say. You just find ways to reinvent yourselves. You don't want to get complacent or feel like you're hitting a wall. You want to find ways to step up your game each time. And if you can do that, then you can always make some sort of progress. Yeah, I love that. I think that kind of there's different avenues towards that stepping up your game, right? There's the you know pick pick the thing you love and do it over and over and over again and each time you do another rep you know yeah. either try to you could you could try to find that weak spot and you you kind of shore it up or oh man i'm really good at this one particular thing let me just hammer that over and over and over again until it becomes second nature or yep. you know i think i think um the the path you're on is like Let's see how many things I could stick on this belt. Like, what what else haven't I done yet? And really, that just comes from like, from what I'm from what I'm hearing, you don't really know what that is until two weeks before the event, and they're like, "Yo, Nathan, we need someone to, like, I don't know, uh, uh, organize the the the." layout of the venue and you're like oh i've never done that before but i guess i'll uh, choose where I'll the chairs it. go in the booths or you know what i mean like i mean i'll do it whatever just, it ends up being it. yeah i mean it, it's great that you mentioned that too and like it, these are stuff and i think it's fitting that you led this in because this is probably this type of stuff that i'm gonna be you know probably handling with genesis you know genesis just got announced and jade and i are gonna be uh the melee to so i mean i'm sure like that type of stuff is gonna come up because this isn't online anymore, you know, this is LAN, and now, I think another thing, let's just say this, get, get this out of the way real quick, it's freaking Genesis. This isn't just your average, you know, your regional or whatever, or right. national. I mean, this is, I mean, this is the, this is the real deal. This is the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you're gonna have, like, that type of stuff in mind, and those stuff, and, like, we're still in the early stages and the early process right now. We have, like, ideas in mind that we're probably gonna toss around, like, yeah, do we want to do this? Do we want to do that? And I'm sure it's just going to be the same thing um, as it is, like, with online. You know, obviously the process is going to be different because we're going to be, like, physically at the venue. We're not going to be 
on Discord calls, we're gonna be like physically with each other, and that's gonna be you know, it's gonna be different. But it's just it's another challenge where you're gonna be like, okay, let's go and do do this. You know, let's just go and do this thing. Whether it's I have to set up the chairs, test the consoles, you know, uh, wrangle just wrangle commentators, wrangle players around. You know, there's just a ton of there's a ton of stuff to consider. I think just all those things are gonna get flushed out. And the same goes for Gallant Fall, which Deer did confirm is going to happen. They're going to have a formal announcement sometime soon. I mean, Gallant Summer literally just ended as the recording of this. But the same thing will be for Gallant Fall is what can I do to step up? Do I want to do another content piece? Do I want to get more involved, just get more involved on the staff side of things? You know, there's there's a bunch of a bunch of things to consider and think about. And it's just something where, you know, it's like, Okay, I did this at Gallant Spring. Well, how can I do it better for Gallant Summer? And Gallant or I did this at Gallant Summer. Okay, how do I do this for Gallant Fall? You know, it's, just, it's like it's layers upon layers. And as one legendary commentator once said, there's levels, and you know, you just gotta add more levels to it. There is levels, absolutely. I think, I think we're we're kind of coming to the end here. Usually, if we were to do a single episode, it'd be an hour. We've gotten so much out of these recording sessions that this is going to be a fire fire episode um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a feature-length film <laughs> yeah for real uh well there, there's one thing i wanted to it kind of came to mind because i mean to set it up we've t- been talking a lot about how the events kind of lead into each other right especially mm-hmm. your story where you didn't know really when you started what the next of the, what the event after next would would be and that that was kind of like a theme it's like you just think ahead what's what's coming up do it oh another then that chains to another thing okay great i'll do this for that okay cool oh this okay and that is kind of typical right that yeah. that that's a very just that's where we are in our lives that's melee's never really been the it's never had a circuit um yeah and and it's never been like you know fully able to to think long term but let's let's do a thought experiment because i think you're the perfect person to ask this where would you like to see yourself in the game in in the community in the game or not but but how would you like your relationship to this game how would you like it to be in three years really really good question because a lot can happen in those three years mm-hmm. i'll be 26 <laughs> <laughs> true that's ironic that's ironic <laughs> i mean i would say um i'd say someone that's capable of doing a lot of things um, I think it, it, this, to borrow something that happened at the Last Dance, um, the the doc the basketball documentary, the Last Dance of Michael Jordan, is I want folks that were to work with me or be associated with me, they'll go and do this work and be like, this isn't you know this isn't something that Nathan has done. He's done this before. That's sort of like my approach to it is that I've I've done this sort of thing. You know, it's like I can teach you and you know be you know and like i could could teach people how to do it or like you know this is something it's something i've done before because just there's a lot i can do um and i would say also just 
continuing to get my name out there, I'd say in three years, you know, we don't know where where I'll be. I'm kind of like in this weird sort of thing where it's like I'm known by like most of the big names, but I'm not like your household name or whatever. I'm not like you know your mango or your toe or whatever. And I guess just like you know, continue to get more exposure and see where it goes. Whether it's my my competitive side takes off if I decide to you know go hard in streaming and such. You know, just just continue to get myself out there. And if I'm a big name in three years, then that's awesome. You know, that's you know that's the dream, I guess, or whatever. That's you know kind of what you want. You know, you can be a good influence on people. Um, and then I would say just continue to just continue to improve upon my craft you know like even just as we're talking right now i'm thinking in the back of my mind it's like i'm thinking yeah i can get better than this or i'm like you know this is something that's like oh i want to try this you know you you look at uh, I'm, I'm like a kid in a grocery store where like you see like this you see like a thing and you're like oh this is cool you know maybe i want to get that and oh wait no that's cool you know you think about those sort of things in the process and that's kind of going through my mind right now whether it's like content toing commentary it's like oh you know, let's just let's just go and do it because there's a lot of times you know you can talk you can like talk it out all you want or you can you know have this in your thoughts all you want but something uh one of my friends just told me don't think just do and sometimes you just gotta just do and you know in the case for me that i've done a lot of just doing throughout this year you know i started out at, i'd say most of 2020 as just a competitor but then I became a cedar. Then I became a TO, a social media person, and uh, I guess the list goes on. I think I, <laughs> I think it spoke for itself there. But that's kind of my thought process of what I want to be. I guess in three years. I love that man. Just, just doing it, just ripping it, just yeah. going along and and pumping things out and getting involved and not, not overthinking it. Um, <laughs> I I appreciate you taking the time to to answer that. I appreciate the whole amount of time that you've given to this podcast. Cause you know, we, we definitely ran the gambit of, um, you know, it was definitely centered around the big one a bit, but I think it's a really good opportunity to just learn of where you're at, where you came from a bit and, and what you are learning in real time. Um, certainly one of the people we're going to look out for to come back on the podcast, we're going to be, we're going to be uh, heavy on the trigger when that clout blows up. We're going to be like, yo, we got him before then, bro. And then just like we did that with Aklo. We did that with uh, with J Mook. So we'll, you'll be the first to uh, to come out on the Falcon side. That'll be that'll be good to see, too. But man, if you have any closing thoughts, now's the time. We, we've covered a lot. But, you know, if there's anything else you wanted to say. I mean, I'd say just it's been a pleasure to work with you for uh, not just the big one, but also when we did our small piece uh, with Alston Maley, the vendor. When I, I remember when I was like, when I got listed to be a content manager, I was like, who, who are the wannabes? You know, who are these people? And we got into a call and you showed me like all your pieces. And I'm like, dang, these people were like pretty cool. And we just, we just kind of clicked. And I was like, dang, you know, I would, you know, I, I definitely will keep these people in mind again and then lo and behold the big one comes around and i'm like <laughs> i hear i hear that it's you and i had just getting to, i gotten to know wasabi uh will wasabi a bit at some point because we had played some melee together and i was like you guys are part of the big one. i was like oh shit here we go this is gonna be fun because you know 
I know you people are really good, really good at what you do. It's fun working with you. Just shooting this episode is fun. I mean, just you know, I'd say that's a joy in its own. And uh, yeah, I guess like to any folks that just want to know more about me, I guess follow me on Twitter at Nathan Sandwich. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitch uh, at uh, Twitch.tv/slash Nathan Sandwich. Uh, I may, you know, we'll. We'll see what I do next. You know, I may be, I may see you in bracket. I may, you may hear me on the mic. You may see me as the TO. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things you may see me as. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But I'd say, uh, JD, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, same with uh, the big one and just everything else. It's been a pleasure. Can't say it better myself. That is a wrap on Mega Episode 